Welcome to Trifront Heroes, a Legend of Zelda podcast. I'm Ellen. I'm Kayla. And I'm Kazem. And I'm Ben. <laughs> Hi! <laughs> what are you doing here? <laughs> we let him come back. <laughs> <laughs> he snuck in again. Actually, it's more like he wanted to come back, question mark. <laughs> Welcome back. Yeah, I finished this game a few weeks ago. I'm in dying to talk about it, so... <laughs> Guess what? We have this, like, whole podcast where we don't talk, all we do is talk about it, so... You're like that banging on the gate, let me in meme. <laughs> <laughs> let me in. I thought you were talking about Bowie for a second. Oh, well, he's always He like is like that. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it might be that there are listeners who are just joining us for this episode, possibly, but if you don't... I don't know. Well, if you're just joining us for this episode, you don't know us anyway, I guess, but... Uh, ben joined us for our Ocarina of Time episode a long, long time ago. Probably like... About a year ago. Yeah, it was about a year ago. Yeah, it was just wow. about a year ago. Yeah, Seriously? I remember I beat it on uh, Canada Day, which was July 1st. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and we're recording July 16th. And this episode comes out August 1st. So, yeah, about a year ago. We were talking about talking about Ocarina of Time. Ben was there. And now he's back to talk about Tears of the Kingdom. Um, before we talk about Tears of Kingdom, though, I have some business to discuss. Oh, yeah. Which is that <laughs> we have... Ben's so, like, what? <laughs> yeah, no. He's like, I'm not here for business. All I want to do is talk about Tears of the Kingdom. We've <laughs> 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 been waiting for weeks, so... <laughs> um, so we... It's actually, speaking of how we were talking about Ocarina of Time like a year ago, this is our last episode of Mainline Games, because obviously there's no more Zelda Mainline Games <laughs> mm-hmm. after Tears of the Kingdom, so... We only have a few episodes left, and so that means that in a couple of months, we'll be doing our our finale episode. So there's this episode of August 1st. We're playing multiplayer games for our September 1st episode, and then an episode about spinoffs October 1st, and then we have a finale that's coming out November 1st, which we'll be recording in October. And if you've listened to our other shows, you know that we like like to take audience questions during our finale. So if anybody has any questions for us about... Anything about Legend of Zelda, things about us that won't dox us, things about, <laughs> things about I don't know, podcasting, any questions. We will answer any questions. Mm-hmm. Um, questions, comments, concerns. Yeah. I won't address concerns, but... You know. Yeah, I was going to say we probably won't answer <laughs> concerns, but you can send them. <laughs> you can send them. I don't care. That's fine. <laughs> I won't be injured. I've been on the internet for a long time. I can take a flame. It's okay. <laughs> Um, you can send us a direct message on Twitter. Our handle is at TryFriendHeroes. We also have, you can send a, ask a question on Tumblr. Our handle is also TryFriendHeroes. We have an email that you can email directly, which is TryFriendHeroes at gmail.com. And we also have a form on our, our website. People probably don't go to our website, but it's staytogethernetwork.com slash contact. I will put all these in the episode description. You don't have to remember everything I said. Everything's fine. Yeah, Um, write this down. But yeah, if you, yes, yeah, write all this down now. So send questions by October 20th. That's around when we're going to record. I mean, I'll post on all our social media and stuff also, but get excited, I guess. Yeah. Or be sad. The end is coming. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to think of something else. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've played so yeah, many is... Zelda games. Right? <laughs> yeah, this has definitely been the most time intensive of our podcast so far. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. <laughs> so many hours of video games i sent a list to one of my friends she's like really you've been playing all those games and you you finished all of them i was like well not all of them and then i sent the list of all the ones that i had finished and she was like wow and i was like yeah it's <laughs> a lot of time mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah we played a lot of zelda yeah yeah it's a testament to the series though that i never really got tired of it like <laughs> no i had so much yeah. fun 
This was there a couple yeah. times I mean, where I was like, I, I mean, want to play something that's not Zelda, but it wasn't like because I was tired of Zelda. There were just other games that are good. Yes. Yep, yep, There's yep. a lot of things that came out. Yeah. <laughs> that are completely unrelated to Zelda, like Harvest yep. Moon, for example, mm-hmm. that I'd like to play. Mm-hmm. I stopped just to play the Ghost Trick remake. I'd like to play that too. A week or I two ago. And, yeah. Yeah. There's also like, I was looking at all the stats. Uh, I was trying to find like the sales numbers, but this game is still like too new. Um, yeah, a lot. <laughs> Yeah, a lot. It's a lot. Well, I saw a stat that it was like, so there was a, there's an article that came out in May that said that it sold 10 million copies in the first three days, which we already discussed in our, like, our little first pass at Tears of the Kingdom. And then I saw something that said that it had sold 30 million copies in Japan, but like, I don't know, I couldn't really verify any of these numbers. Mm -hmm. And then the, the articles that was talking about that was commenting about how in the most recent weeks so like around now in late june there was also final fantasy and diablo 4 that were released that were like kind of taking over the top spot week by week but still choose the kingdoms back in the top spot as of mm. mid-july so mm-hmm. week over week it's still like the top selling game it's been the top selling game since it came out which was nice. yeah late or like mid-may 2023 so uh yeah yeah may, may 12th may 12th yeah, yeah. well at least here i don't know was it I think it was worldwide. They don't yeah, really that, do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's mm-hmm. right. Yeah. Like Switch games are like, I mean, they're probably not translated for every language immediately or whatever. But like, they're mostly worldwide releases now, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Something yeah. like Zelda would definitely be. So yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So anyway, it's sold a fuck ton of copies so yeah. far. Basically, <laughs> it's just a pretty sweet way to end your console life cycle. It's like Donkey Kong yeah, Country yeah. for Super Nintendo. Just absolutely like, <laughs> years years later. Just let's just crush it again. <laughs> but wasn't there a press release or something where they mentioned that they're not planning on the, on making a new generation quite yet, and they're they gonna probably don't have to because you know what game also had high sales recently? Fucking Breath of the Wild. It's back mm-hmm. in the top selling game mm-hmm. list worldwide, also too, because yeah. of this game. So they probably don't have to make a new console anytime soon. <laughs> Yeah, um, I think at least not for the next year, year and a half, um, maybe even probably longer. But like, probably yeah. But they're they're probably holding off and not not you know releasing it anytime. I mean, it's soon, definitely soon. not going to be this holiday season. But oh, definitely. I think, no. I think they're talking about but, it soonish. Yeah, <laughs> it still feels probably. really new to me though. It like I, I kind of thought about it. And I was like, that came out like six years Pers- ago. <laughs> Breath yeah. of the Wild, or just like no, the Switch. Yeah, yeah, the Switch. The Switch. Yeah. yeah, I mean. I mean, Breath of the Wild well, was the release title. So, yeah. the release title but... Right. It mm-hmm. was six years ago. Yeah, I don't know. People just have high expectations. They got to complete compete with PlayStation, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Except mm-hmm. they don't, but whatever. <laughs> not this not time. When selling, not when they're selling 30 million copies a week or whatever of Tears <laughs> of the Kingdom. So <laughs> It's still moderately but, hard to get a PlayStation. Like, I know. It's it easier than forever. it was, but it's... <laughs> They'll release like the PlayStation Six, and then by then people like it'll be the same same story again for years and years. It's like I still own a PS Two so that I can play the original Spire of the Dragon game. So that should tell you about me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have it for Wait, my was that an original release anymore. on a, the PS Two? It was on a PS One, but the PS Two is backwards compatible. So ah, uh, yeah. gotcha, gotcha. Okay. And yeah, I don't own a PS One anymore, so <laughs> so you gotta have that new tech. Yeah, like in '96 or whatever, the first time I heard like the opening screen come on for PlayStation, it was just like, oh my god, we're in the future now. Playing it on a disc. <laughs> we're in the future now. We're in the future of eight-hour load screens. Yeah. <laughs> That's how you know you're in the future. Load screens are I how say you know with you're deep in the affection. 
He was loading Crash Bandicoot, so that was cool. <laughs> like, I can wait. Mm-hmm. I'm a child with lots of free time. I was so bad with Crash Bandicoot as a kid, and then, like, when I played it as an adult, I was like, maybe I just had crappy child uh, reflexes. But no, that's a, just a fucking hard game. Yeah, yeah, I played the, <laughs> they released it for the Switch, and I got it, because I'd, I'd never played it, really. Mm-hmm. And no, it was really hard. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, anyway Zelda. Zelda. Back to Zelda. <laughs> so, also, before we get into Tears of Kingdom talk for real, obviously there will be spoilers. Uh, we did a intro, like a first take episode back in. It was released in June, I think. If I recall yes, correctly. our first take. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like so, if you don't want to hear any spoiler talk about Tears of Kingdom, but you really want to hear about Tears of the Kingdom, we did release that. You can go listen to that. But yeah, this mm-hmm. game is no. I mean, this episode no holds barred. Spoilers. Yeah. Spoilers yeah. are inclusive. Going all the so way anyway. to the end. Mm-hmm. I won't warn you this time. You've been warned. I thought the story was so good that it's like, I, I, I would hate it if someone gets stuff spoiled for them. And, and, yeah. <laughs> That's why I'm telling them. Yeah, I know. In Tears of the Kingdom, an archaeological expedition in a suspicious cavern under Hyrule Castle turns into a time-traveling nightmare for Zelda and Link. From the past, <laughs> Zelda sets a plan in motion for Link and the sages to finally be able to defeat the Demon King, Ganon. Slash Ganondorf. <laughs> I never know what to call him. I don't care. Anyway, this critically acclaimed and clearly destined to be a top-selling game is reported to sold 10 million copies in the first three days, as I just said, and has also sold a lot. So mm-hmm. it's definitely... Oh, and it's definitely super highly rated, obviously, for yes. obvious reasons, because it's an amazing game. Anyway, mm-hmm. seamless segue to you, Kayla, to talk about the real, <laughs> actual story. <laughs> I can't get through my own summaries without laughing. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's Ganondorf when he's people-shaped. Yeah. Ganon when he's monster-shaped. <laughs> I think you're right. Because mm-hmm. people were like, time to fight Ganondorf. It was like, what? But they've been calling him Ganon. I'm so confused. Yeah. I should know by mm-hmm. now. We've only played every other fucking Zelda game. But... <laughs> yeah, because yeah, like in the in the back in the like backstory part, they're like, oh yes, this is the Gerudo King Ganondorf, and Zelda's like, his name gives me pause. <laughs> <laughs> Why does that name sound horribly familiar? (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, this is a direct sequel to Breath of the Wild, taking place an ambiguous number of years, let's say five-ish, after the end of that game. Several. Yes. (laughs) But not enough because Hyrule's still in shambles. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Enough that children have been born and grown up, but... (laughs) But, like, Zelda and Link look the same. Yeah, but, like, a lot of people (laughs) still... Well, Zelda's taller than Link now. (laughs) Good. As it should be. <laughs> Everyone's taller than Link now. I love that short Link is. <laughs> He's especially short in this game, I think. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I think even Riji is taller than him now. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, she grew up a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tula's almost as tall as him, which is hysterical. He's a bird person. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't count. <laughs> Yona's taller than him, so mm-hmm. all the, all the uh, adult Zoras are taller than him. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, Zoras are big people. Yeah. Fish yeah. people. Let's just call them bird persons. Not even people, just bird persons. No, bird person. You heard mm. what I said. <laughs> person I meant bird, it. A person of birdish descent. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway, Link and Zelda are happy and healthy for a moment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not already crying, you're already crying. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, despite the relative peace and major rebuilding happening now in the wake of the calamity, a new problem has already emerged. A strange substance that has been dubbed Gloom, similar to Calamity Ganon's malice, but which also saps the health of all those who come into contact with it, has begun emanating from beneath the ground. 
and its source seems to be the ancient chambers deep below Hyrule Castle. Zelda, with Link at her side as always, takes it upon herself to delve into those depths and hopefully discover a way to stop this gloom infestation where it starts. Before heading down, however, they make a brief stop to pick up the Master Sword from where it sits under the care of the Great Deku Tree. You know, just in case. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's probably a good idea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the next line of my summary is, this was probably a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> we can't do this anymore. We've been working together for too long. <laughs> This was probably a good idea, as the blade begins to glow with its evil repelling power the deeper they go beneath the castle. There's orcs. Mm. There's what? Orcs. Orcs, yeah. orcs? <laughs> Yes. I, I forgot that you're not, you didn't immediately, you've seen all the Lord of the Rings now, right? <laughs> I forget. I watched them all and I watched all the director's cuts in a single weekend, so it's kind of a blur. Yeah, I right. don't know any, any, so you both know and don't simultaneously don't know mm-hmm. anything. I understand. <laughs> the <laughs> Frodo's blade glows when orcs are it glows mm-hmm. blue when orcs are near. Yeah. <laughs> Just to clarify. That I do I'll, know because my roommate who made me watch them all, um they had like a model of the Frodo's sword at their house, which Ooh, they were oh, telling really? me about. And they're they're like, It glows blue and Frodo works and they're like, Not ours and then she's like, Although if it does start glowing blue, I'm out of there. You're just surrounded. They're, everyone's surrounded by a billion people 40 times, and they always get out of it somehow. Because, mm-hmm. the, because, 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 Lord of the Rings, that's why. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, orcs are like mindless, right? So they don't. I could talk about Lord of the Rings. Let's not. Let's not go <laughs> so down that road. Not. I was going to say Frodo's sword has a name, but I can't remember it. Yeah. Let's start a Lord of the Rings podcast. I mean, what? I was going to say, let's (laughs) stick with one epic fantasy series at a time. (laughs) It is called Sting. I was right. Anyway, go on. (laughs) It's a terrible name. I mean. (laughs) (laughs) Like I said, because it's Lord of the Rings, it probably has like 50 names. Probably has like a name Mm -hmm. in Elvish and a name of whatever that sounds like really cool. But Mm -hmm. its name in common is just Sting. Anyway, let's go. Let's please. Let's please not. (laughs) Let's not start. (laughs) (laughs) Along the way, they also discover ancient statues who seem to depict a near-mythical extinct race known as the Zonai, as well as a set of stone murals showing the history of the Kingdom of Hyrule and an early fierce battle with a monstrous figure. This gets resident nerd Zelda extremely excited, as it all lines up with the great war against the Demon King that she studied about in the Royal Histories, a conflict known as the Imprisoning War. This excitement is short-lived, however, as at the deepest point in the cavern, the two come across an unsettling sight a twisted and decayed humanoid figure frozen in an eternal cry of rage. Gloom seeps from its body, apparently barely held in check by a disembodied hand glowing with a strange power. As they approach this worrying scene, the hand seems to reach the end of its strength, tipping over and falling from the being's chest. As it falls, a large, tear-shaped stone comes loose from its wrist and clatters across the ground to Zelda's feet. She crouches down and, after a moment of hesitation, picks the stone up. It begins to glow brightly golden in her hand, but before she can do more than gasp in surprise at this, the grotesque figure in front of them begins to move in bursts of unnatural jerks and starts. Then it suddenly turns to look at Zelda with a harsh red glare, and a massive gloom suddenly surges from its chest and shoots right at her. Link quickly jumps to defend her, but the gloom envelops the Master Sword and crawls its way up his arm, painfully draining his strength and leaving both his arm and the sword withered and decayed. Still, he grits his teeth and slashes once more at the attacking gloom, 
but the blade shatters into pieces on impact, and the twisted figure sneers at this effort. Such a fragile sword could never defend them against him. But still, where a shard of the blade made contact with the figure, his blood burns and boils from the power it holds. But for the moment, he doesn't even react to that. Instead, he addresses Link and Zelda by name and mocks their inability to harm them, when someone named Raru apparently puts so much faith in them. Zelda anxiously asks how he knows their names, but he doesn't deign to answer. He turns his focus above, sending up a surge of gloom that cracks through to the surface of Hyrule and shakes the ground all across the kingdom as it sends the very foundation of the castle into the sky. The ground below also suffers, beginning to crumble underneath their feet. The twisted figure seems to welcome this, falling into the blackness below with a satisfied expression, but Link and Zelda are a bit less happy about the whole situation. As Link finally collapses to his knees from pain, Zelda steps toward him, only for the ground to completely give way underneath her. Link immediately shakes off the pain and leaps for her, but he just barely misses, their fingers brushing as Zelda falls beyond his reach. But then a golden glow suddenly envelops her, and she disappears into thin air. And before Link can keep falling after her, the disembodied arm from earlier grasps his hand and jerks him upward, both vanishing into a blue light. Sometime later, Link awakens suddenly in a small cave. The glowing arm has fused itself to him, replacing his own gloom-damaged one. And as Link stares at this in shock, a voice suddenly chimes in, echoing all around him. It expresses relief at Link's survival, and claims responsibility for replacing his arm, which was damaged beyond saving. It also claims to have heard much about Link from Zelda. Link, as always, takes this all in stride. <laughs> he finds the broken remains of the Master Sword nearby and picks it up before making his way outside, where he finds that he's currently on one of a series of islands floating high above the clouds. Exploring around for a bit eventually leads Link to a door that, despite bearing a glowing handprint symbol that's previously reacted to Link's fancy new hand, will not budge when he tries to open it. Here, the source of the voice reveals itself, the lingering spirit of a Zonai named Raru. He claims that Link's arm originally belonged to him, and tells him that the door will only open to one with enough power, something the arm should normally be capable of, but has apparently lost the ability to do so. He recommends that Link visit the shrines on the island, which are filled with a sacred light which should be able to restore the arm's power. Link does so, and finds that each shrine not only restores a lost ability to the arm, but also allows Link to regain some of his own strength by expelling some of the lingering effects of the gloom. With this renewed power, Link is able to open the door, and finds himself within the ancient Zonai Temple of Time. Inside, a projection of the image of a tear-shaped stone like the one Zelda picked up hovers at the center of the room. When Link touches it, he's transported to a strange, misty, otherworldly realm, where Zelda floats in front of him, eyes closed and unspeaking. She slowly reaches out her hand, and Link takes it, which allows her to transfer one final power to him, the power of recall, which reverses the flow of time on an object. Link then snaps back to the real world, where he is able to use this new power to reach the door at the back of the temple. Here, Raru reappears once again and expresses how pleased he is that Link has recovered so well and made it so far. He tells them that he's glad they were able to meet, even if only briefly, and that Link is exactly as Zelda said. And with a final farewell, satisfied that he has done all he can to help, his spirit fades into the wind. Continuing outside, Link finds a stone altar at the end of a long path, above which hovers a glowing golden light. The broken master sword seems to react to this light, so Link draws it and holds it out. When he lets go, the sword hovers within the light for a moment, and then, with the distinctive sound and visuals of the recall ability, it travels across unknown ages to reach Zelda. The blade chimes again, and Zelda, eyes widening with some realization, clutches it to her chest. 
Back in the present day, Link stares at his recall-powered hand in confusion, until a distant rumbling catches his attention. With a sudden, echoing roar, a dragon, different from those who roamed Hyrule skies previously, bursts up through the clouds, glowing with a brilliant light. In its wake, the barrier of clouds below parts, revealing a path back down to the surface of Hyrule. Zelda's voice calls out, beckoning Link to come find her, and after taking a moment to gather his courage, Link makes the leap, diving down to the lands below. When he gets there, landing safely in a convenient pond, <laughs> Link finds that Hyrule is in a rather changed state. The quaking of the ground not only exposed entrances to cave systems all across the kingdom, but also opened up a number of impossibly deep chasms into a dark, gloom-filled realm known as the Depths. Chunks of rock and ruins from the sky have also fallen to the surface in several places. And most immediately concerning, strange and deadly phenomena have been plaguing the homelands of the various people of Hyrule. A freezing storm over Rito Village, an endless dust cloud covering the Gerudo Desert, gloom erupting from Death Mountain in place of its usual lava, and a strange sludge raining down on the Zora and contaminating their water. Not to mention Link and Zelda's sudden disappearance at the start of all this. Getting Link back safe and relatively sound is a relief, but the people still worry over the loss of their princess. Their old Sheikah researcher friend Pura, who has evidently been tweaking her de-aging device since the last game so she looks like a young adult instead of a toddler. She's now the perfect age, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> According to the uh, fan art I've seen, she is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've seen way too much fan art that I want to unsee. <laughs> I mean, what? <laughs> Pura suggests that Link begin his search for Zelda by checking out those strange regional phenomena as she has a strong, instinctive feeling that it will lead them to the information they need. Link takes this advice and travels to each area, where he meets up with old friends from his previous adventure and joins them in solving the problems troubling their people. He has to do everything again, because he's Link. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in doing so, they discover ancient temples that each house another of the tear-shaped stones. These are all watched over by the spirits of sages, people of exceptional skill from across the land who once pledged their loyalty to Raru, the first king of Hyrule during the fight against the Demon King in the Imprisoning War long, long ago. The stones are called Secret Stones, and they were gifted to each sage to amplify their natural powers. Link's friends among Hyrule's people, Tulin of the Rito, Riju of the Gerudo, Yunobo of the Goron, and Sidon of the Zora, are all descendants of these sages, and their ancestors now call upon them to take up their Secret Stones and their vows to fight alongside the Swordsman Link when the Demon King returns. They also explain that they made this original vow to a fellow sage of their era, the Sage of Time, who looks and sounds uncannily like Princess Zelda. But how could that possibly be? <laughs> In the name. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's just a title. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm the, I'm the master of time, so they call me. But I can't time travel. Yet. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta find your secret stone. Clearly, I just haven't, been, I haven't met my, my ancestors yet, or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, as Link journeys across Hyrule, he also encounters a number of glowing glyphs that recently appeared, and each houses a pool of light that reveals to Link a memory, a memory of Princess Zelda's own journey after disappearing beneath the castle. He learns that she was sent back in time to the era of Hyrule's founding, not long before the imprisoning war. She was found by King Raru and Queen Sonia, her distant ancestors, and welcomed into their home and family as they recognized their own powers of light and time within her. They tried to help her find a way to return home, but despite Zelda's innate time powers being enhanced by the secret stone she picked up and being trained further by Queen Sonia, no solution emerged. Except for one with consequences too horrible to make it worth considering. Swallowing a secret stone to become an immortal, mindless dragon 
an act long forbidden by the Zonai. The king and queen also had their own troubles to deal with, the rise of the Grudo king Ganondorf, who coveted their kingdom and the power granted by their secret stones. Zelda eventually witnessed the Grudo king murder Queen Sonia and seize her secret stone, then use its power to become the demon king she knew of from legend. She helped Raru gather the other sages and prepare to stand against him, but she had realized a horrible truth. The figure she and Link saw awaken beneath Hyrule Castle in the future was the same demon king. Their efforts to defeat him here and now would fail. But still, Raru rose to face him, and when their outcome seemed grim, he made the ultimate sacrifice to seal both himself and Ganondorf away for thousands of years, trusting that, in the distant future, the swordsman whom Zelda spoke of with such unwavering faith would one day be able to defeat the demon king. Now, though, Zelda was at a loss. As much as she believed in Link, she had already seen Ganondorf shatter the Master Sword and weaken Link nearly to the point of death. And she was still stuck here in the distant past, unable to reach him or do anything to help. When the power of her secret stone called her to the altar behind the Temple of Time, the broken Master Sword was delivered somehow to her hands, and she realized what she must do. The Master Sword can be healed and even strengthened beyond its original power when bathed in the power of pure light, the power Zelda herself possesses but it would take an unimaginable amount of time, well beyond her normal mortal lifespan, for it to achieve the level of power needed to face the Demon King. And so, after taking some time to visit the other sages and put things into motion, Zelda prepared for the Zonai's most forbidden act. She swallowed her secret stone and held the Master Sword clutched close to her chest as her body began to convulse. In an eruption of blinding light, Zelda transformed into a dragon, the same unfamiliar dragon that Link saw soaring through the clouds and around the Sky Islands with the Master Sword embedded in its head, drinking in her power of light. The dragon roared its unnameable anguish as tears fell from its eyes, pooling on the ground as the very memories Link now watches this all through. A shaken Link emerges from this final vision to the sound of the light dragon's roar as it passes by overhead, Zelda still pouring her power into the Master Sword even now, all to give Link a fighting chance against the Demon King. Link doesn't let that incredible sacrifice go to waste. He retrieves the newly strengthened Master Sword and gathers the awakened sages, and together, they seek out Ganondorf in the depths for the final confrontation. Ganondorf has been rebuilding his power since Link last confronted him, and he's an incredibly powerful and formidable foe. But with the sages at his side, Link is able to bring him to the brink of defeat. But the Demon King isn't going down so easily. Enraged and desperate, he seizes his stolen secret stone and swallows it, repeating Zelda's sacrifice for much less noble reasons. He transforms into a monstrous, demonic dragon and seizes Link in his jaws before crashing upwards through the ceiling and emerging into the skies high above Kagrel Castle. Not alone here, either. Roaring defiance, the light dragon comes speeding through the air toward the transformed Demon King, freeing Link and catching him before he can fall. Zelda may not remember herself, but she remembers her knight, and she remembers their purpose. And with the light dragon keeping him aloft, Link is finally able to land the final blow and bring an end to the Demon King. As the demonic dragon is consumed from within by a pillar of light, Link stands atop the light dragon's back and watches. And then his arm begins to glow. With a flash, he and the light dragon are pulled once again into another worldly realm. The spirits of Raru and Sonia appear beside Link and channel their powers through his arm, directing a beam of light toward the dragon. Link watches in amazement as its form reverts and Zelda reappears, floating unconscious below him. Raru and Sonia give Link a wordless farewell, then join hands and fade into the wind once more. This sends Link and Zelda back into the real world, where they are still high above the clouds, and Zelda is still unconscious. His princess is falling again, but this time Link won't miss. 
He dives for her, catches her hand, and pulls her close, holding her tight as they plummet into the water below. Link carries Zelda ashore and gently lays her on the grass, where she slowly begins to wake. She sits up and looks around, regarding Link with confusion, but that fades into exhilarated amazement when she sees the Master Sword on his back. Her efforts were successful. The sword reached him, and the Demon King is gone. And with the help of the people who love her, Zelda was able to come back to herself, too. After everything, she is home. The end. Yay! Well done. I know you did a good job. <laughs> There's a lot to go through. Yeah, yeah. it's like a time travel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's like most of the the story content is revealed as memories. So you're like, I did mm-hmm. so much. I like went to all the dungeons and got all the sages <laughs> and blah blah blah. But like ninety percent of the story already happened in the in the past. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, and there's also the the scene where all the sages they they swear to protect Hyrule and everything's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's super cute. Minero I like how they like and I'm sad. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. love Minero and I want her to stay forever. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't find a way to address her directly in the summary because her her plotline's kind of <laughs> stuck on. It's mm-hmm. kind of all over the place, but also it's yeah. a, I, great and I love it. Everything about it. Yeah, it's important. It's part. Of, it's like like she's part of the flashbacks and everything. It's just kind of hard to be like, oh yeah, now you have to go find this other sage. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you um, said. He wakens the sages. Like it's fine. The, yeah. She's included in <laughs> all of that. It's totally fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The final scene is really cute. How they like stumble over their words because it's not like they rehearse this, and then, mm-hmm. but then like gather together and finish. It's cute. Yeah. I like that Link still doesn't say anything, also. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. His allegiance is implied. He doesn't need to say anything. No. Yeah, I was going to say it. <laughs> he was already knighted in Breath of the Wild, so it's fine. His his allegiance is sworn already. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I don't think anyone doubts, doubts his uh, nope. <laughs> commitment to protecting Zelda at this point. <laughs> <laughs> no. They shouldn't, at least. <laughs> I think I saw a line somewhere where someone mentioned... Zelda going back in time and then uh, gets to know Rara and Sonya and then like they're probably naming their descendants Zelda after this person who was there and then left and it's like she created her own legend. Mm-hmm. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. Not to mention yeah, the game okay. starts with her falling and Link failing to catch her and then it ends with you catching her. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. so I like cool. to think that what it was is that like they knew she was from the future but wasn't sure when. And to make sure that Zelda is born with that name and everything, to like keep the timeline, they're like, let's just name every Princess Zelda from now on <laughs> until until she comes. And then, you know. Just in case. Yeah. <laughs> I love Rara mm-hmm. and Sonya also. So on another note, um, well, something similar. Um, Link never talks. Like you never hear him, but he always is able to like communicate with other people. Mm-hmm. Um. So like he has a voice. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I I remember somewhere hearing, which I guess wasn't true, but like I like the idea of of Link being a mute as a way mm-hmm. to sort of like a reason why you know he can't speak um, or talk or anything like that. Like you don't hear him because he just can't. Um, and I feel like that would be an interesting character trait to explore more. Maybe. Yeah, I don't think that's a thing in these games though, because it like. It's explicitly say, stated that he talks just not yeah. a lot. Yeah, 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 exactly. I think in some of the games you could do that, but yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying is that like <laughs> like mm-hmm. one iteration of Link to be truly you know um, uh, mute or nonverbal vocal or something like that. You know, mm-hmm. um, he's just yeah. the grand tradition of the silent protagonist. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
so that you can insert yourself as a player. Yeah. They also mm-hmm. said they designed him to be more like androgynous looking in Breath of the Wild, so that I guess more people, more players can relate to him or whatever. I don't mm. know. I mean, I never gave a fuck, but yeah, I, I guess that <laughs> helps. <laughs> I don't know. But it is an interesting choice specifically for mm-hmm. that reason. Hmm? Yeah, I remember when the Breath of the Wild trailers, like the really early trailer first came out, some people were like, oh, is like going to be a girl this time just because of like the character design? Mm. <laughs> no, just an androgynous. <laughs> yeah. He's just very pretty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um... I just thought the cutscenes were just, they really stepped it up this time. Like, yeah, I did appreciate Breath of the Wild's kind of backstory and stuff, but they just, they took advantage of the time travel by giving that mystery. Like, yeah, I have a really fun time watching the impris- the actual moment when Rara imprisons Ganon. That, that's one of my favorite cutscenes I've seen of anything in a long time. And then to follow that up with, you watch the prologue again and... Ganondorf recognizes Zelda, and he's like, oh, you must be Link. All that faith he put in you, and that's the best you could do. Like, it was just so savage. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, and, yeah. Um, I mean, they just set the tone and the atmosphere so well right at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also like the interactive question mark cutscenes. Like, at the the first one, the very first one, where you have to, like, you walk around. Like, it's a cutscene, but you're, it's, you mm-hmm. move around in it and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then also where you're diving for zelda like i assume you mm-hmm. can't fuck it up but you still have to push the button like yeah like you mm-hmm. have to interact with it when mm-hmm. that happened because i knew it was going to happen that was the thing that got spoiled for me which i was really pissed off about however mm-hmm. <laughs> when i saw the cutscene, like i was like oh you have to actually you have to actually do something like it's not just going to happen you like you have to push buttons mm-hmm. <laughs> i was like oh shit <laughs> oh no mm-hmm. so i really liked that I'll gush, I'll gush on it more later, but the fact that they made that last <laughs> bit playable was a really, really smart decision. Like, that just mm-hmm. that just made you just get fully into... And then, you know, the ends, and it's just like, uh, you found Zelda complete. Like, just so... Just a little mm-hmm. smart-ass at the end of it. Just, like, destroy Ganondorf complete. Like, after those missions yeah, are up there good. on your log for, like, 200 hours or however long you end up playing this game, so... Oh, yeah, I forgot to check my mm-hmm. hours. Anyway, that's totally random, but I oh, wanted yeah. to look... <laughs> Yeah, that's something I always like in in games in general when they have like a mission at the very beginning that doesn't get solved until the end. But Find Zelda. Like, I liked how there. they did it with it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, with it like popping up at the yeah, end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That end. was definitely very satisfying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they had some really fun like um like use of the medium in this game that mm-hmm. I appreciated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like uh, like in the the final battle with Ganondorf before he transforms into a dragon. Like I def- definitely got a nervous laugh out of me when this health bar just kept going. <laughs> I did think that was hilarious. <laughs> or, like, goes, yeah, it enlarges all the way across the screen or whatever. Yeah. And you're like, oh, no. Like, it stretches across, like, normal, and then it just keeps going. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> There's, like, a TikTok or Instagram. Like, I'm going to die. <laughs> where uh, someone's, like, cutting a pizza, and the guy's yelling, that's enough slices, because they cut, like, 500 times. And my wife was just yelling, that's enough slices, just over and over <laughs> as it kept going up and up. And it was just like, well, we're in for it now. <laughs> That's also like halfway through because the first the first phase he has on like a normal health bar, right? So then it's not the yeah. second one where you're like you're already deep, you already got through all the first phases, like the mm-hmm. the um, like the monsters and stuff, and then like the first part of the fight, and then it increases. You're like, oh no, yeah. It's just he's like at that point you've seen that like that whole song and dance where the like enemy title appears and then the health bar stretches underneath it, yeah. <laughs> so then it like subverts it at that last moment. Yeah, 
Yeah, I, I bet you we could talk for like three hours about that final. Like every time it was like, okay, well, uh, it's cool. I'm facing them one on one, but what if like all the sa- okay, all the sages with me? Now we're all fighting again together. Mm-hmm. Okay, but what if I yeah. fight as demon? Oh, mm-hmm. now I'm fighting as demon one on one, and then <laughs> and then Dragondorf, and then, you know, it just keeps. Uh, uh, yeah. Well, I think we were talking about it, and I was saying before before any of us had finished the game, there was like they were. I I was saying that. I didn't expect Zelda to swallow the stone. I thought that they were saying that Ganon's plan in the past was to swallow the stone. Mm. But then he did do it anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're like, mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> yeah. I was right, bitches. <laughs> I was right. Yeah. It's definitely something Ganon would do. Yeah, I didn't. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't expect it to be Zelda at first. Um, it's like as soon as yeah. they start talking about swallowing secret stones, like, well, someone's going to turn into a dragon. <laughs> yeah. But um, I think I expected it to be like Raru or Sonia mm. at first. Um, uh, but then, like, you know, it became more obvious it was going to be Zelda. Um, and that, the dragon Ganon totally caught me off guard because we we're talking about, like, being spoiled by fan art. It's like, I haven't seen a single piece of fan art of Dragon Ganon. No, everybody's talking about the end end, not the fight. <laughs> Yeah, I haven't seen anything of it at all, but, uh, like, I've seen lots of, like, I saw lots of fan art of the the light dragon. I was like, well, something's up with the light dragon, like, beforehand. Well, I just saw people being... I saw the cutscene and everything, and... People were like, and then he caught her at the end. I was like, oh, you you bastard, so why did you say this? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, I saw a lot of that, too. Yeah. A lot of, uh... (laughs) Yeah, and a lot of, uh, uh, Ghibli-inspired fan art. Mm -hmm. Both the dragon end and the, like... (laughs) falling through the sky yeah 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 so so i'll be honest like listening to your podcast by breath of the wild i did it did help me go back and appreciate zelda and link more um i will i i enjoyed the story enough my wife almost wasn't even into it at all couldn't really get into it and then this game happens and she found out about the light dragon and she's done like a complete 180 she's just like all things zelda like we we've literally we literally went from Okay, the story's kind of, you know, it's it's there. We do enjoy it, whatever. To, dear God, what are they go? What are they going to do from here? Are they going to move on from, make a manga, anime, anything? Please, like, <laughs> give me more of this Zelda. Like, I ship <laughs> it. Yes. Mm-hmm. I yeah. was just like, well, we talked about how great they were in Breath of the Wild, and then you go to their house, and it's like, and then they're, like, living in the house. Like, there's, like, I don't know, my ship, our mind is exploding. <laughs> yeah, I love the, so. like, the... The story of Breath of the Wild is much more subtle and much more like focused yeah. on just sort of like the subtle building of their relationship or previous building of their relationship, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this one's much more like I don't know dynamic and everything, but like it really it needs that foundation of Breath of the Wild to work. Like you have to start this knowing that like these two are already completely dedicated to each mm-hmm. other because mm-hmm. like this didn't have to do like any of the like building of that because you already know going mm-hmm. in. Mm-hmm. And then the like like the early cutscenes help like reestablish that yeah i really enjoy that she's a nerd also and all this is like bit like just like well my dad never let me go into this sketchy tunnel but all these like texts say we should go into the sketchy tunnel so i'm gonna do it now (laughs) and like that's the that's the like inciting incident of this game Mm -hmm. is because zelda's a nerd (laughs) it triggered all this shit (laughs) And I like that everywhere you go in Hyrule now, they set up all the, like, survey teams. She's like, okay, like, I know what we need to do. What we need to do mm-hmm. now that Hyrule's in ruins is go 
and do like anthropological research. That's what our number <laughs> one priority. In <laughs> and they're like everywhere. They're like, oh, the Zodai research team. <laughs> they just um... Makes me... she built schools too, which is yes. Sorry, Bo- Ben. <laughs> both good, both very good. You know, leader thing to do, but also speaks to her uh, nerdery. So yes. It's like, it's like yes, education and research are going to be the foundations of my yeah. future kingdom. Yeah. <laughs> Well, they did a great job of, like, the interplay and stuff between the two. Like, Kay, you know, Kayla can explain it, but there was a moment in the prologue where she, we were, she was talking, she mentioned it, like, way back when we all started playing that first weekend together about the torch. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's still there when you go down to fight yeah. Ganon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, that's one of my favorite moments at the beginning is, like, when she's getting all excited about the murals and stuff. Mm-hmm. And she goes, like, digging for the Pura pad to take pictures and like just like silently steps forward and takes the tor- torch from her so she can use both hands to find it it's so charming it's because they have a great mm-hmm. relationship it's not like a novel yeah. of a story but it's just you know i i i really appreciated the writing like instantly uh, mm-hmm. so it's very uh it's very well written in like a cyclical matter like mm-hmm. everything bookends and I really like the like the building of tension at the beginning, descending into the. We talked about that being like really good. Yes, while you're yes descending perfect. Into the thing, um, but like the deten- the uh, the tension at the end when you're going back down is like even more. So like, <laughs> like when I got to the point where you make that like final jump. Yeah. Like, it's like I don't want to do this. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was just like, ah, and like when I like landed in the cutscenes, I literally had to like stop and like shake out my shoulders. I was like so tense from the, <laughs> everything before that. Yeah, I know it's a section for later, but the music really just played. Like they lean into the I, music so good, and it just like it kept giving you this fuck around and find out feel. <laughs> you know, like you know, hey, uh, this is like you know. And to their credit, they made it hard. Like this is not going to be a cakewalk. No. Mm-hmm. I definitely think that this, like, fight overall was harder than Breath of the Wild mm-hmm. as well. Oh, absolutely. And, like, I think, so I I started making a lot of, uh, like, what is it, the, the Sundillions, Sundillions, um, <laughs> yeah. like, meals, um, um, to, 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 to prepare for any gloom damage that I took so I could, you know, heal past that. And then I, at one point I'm like, wait, what happened to my health? And I noticed that if you take gloom damage and then get hit again, you lose that heart and you can't recover it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I, I was not prepared for that. Uh, mm-hmm. That really like. Did you never get hit by any gloom sticks. things before? <laughs> before no, that no, 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 no. What happens is I think you it's get, only in the final fight. In the Ganon happens. fight, you you take the yeah. gray damage, so you can't heal past it, and then you lose that heart completely. Yeah, so you, even with the oh, food that God. normally heals your your gloom, it's gone. You cannot revive uh, mm-hmm. revive it. Yeah, that's right. Um. And so, <laughs> yeah, and I, I had no clue about this. When he throws those like the flaming gloom at you, you can actually hit it back with your master sword, like mm-hmm. Ocarina. I, mm-hmm. I didn't even think Makes to try sense. that. Oh, it's a very Ganon thing, though. Yeah, I did that instinctively. I was like, I bet I can hit this back just because of my experience with previous Ganon yeah. fights. And I was like, yes, which is good because I couldn't figure out how else to hit him because he like perfect dodges all your <laughs> strikes. That was oh, that was another really cool thing about it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The fight um, is really, like, the mechanics in the Ganon fight are really good. Like, it's really yeah. hard, mm-hmm. but they're mm-hmm. really good. Someone online commented that it's like playing another player, which is definitely mm-hmm. yeah. true. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. yeah. Like, he's not just, like, an NPC. Like, you can't predict what he's going to do. 
Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. yeah. Oh. So what you could also do is if you hit him and he dodges back, you can dodge the, his flurry rush and you can go into your own. That's how I did it most of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. that was another way to handle it. I got a couple times where if I... Like, if you dodged and didn't go for the flurry rush, you would have an opportunity to hit him mm. a couple times. But, uh, yeah, mostly I could damage him by hitting the things back at him. Smart. I didn't know there were so many different ways to fight him. That's I didn't make it to that part of the fight, but I'll try that. This is good knowledge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Only made it to, yeah, like, have... the first round. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing I generally like in this game is, like, there's a lot of ways to do mm-hmm. almost everything. Yeah. yeah. And, like, even though, like, some ways seem, like, much more intentional and, like, the other way is kind of boring, but I like the fact that they still have, like, you can do the boring way if you mm-hmm. want to because it makes sense that you would be able to, so they You're don't, like, you, prevent you from doing that. You can fight Ganon with a massive bridge? That's... Probably. <laughs> 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 um, That's what I'm hearing. <laughs> so, an- another thing that I learned, because um, I beat the game yesterday, and I tried to do a little bit of, of research on, like, speedrunning and stuff today... Um, and I also looked at, like, what happens if you just go straight to Ganon and you don't get all any of the sages? You and you have to fight. you have to do the whole fight you by yourself. Which is, you have to do all the bosses, which I didn't know you could do without the sages. I thought you needed mm-hmm. the sages for at least the Goma fight and the... Um, I mean, if you have, like, enough bombs and stuff, like, if you just yeah. have a shit ton of arrows and stuff, you can yeah, probably yeah, fight yeah. them. It's just um, a lot easier with the sages and their powers. way much easier, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I wondered if that was possible, because at first I thought, I was like, I got the impression that they were, like, being a little more linear with this game, where, like, you have to do things, but then, like, once I got mm-hmm. down there, I was like, I bet you, there's nothing there's... really stopping me mm-hmm. from, no. from getting down here, unless there's, like, some invisible barrier that pops up beforehand. No, you can go. And I know that, like, if you, in Breath of the Wild, if you go straight to Ganon without uh, activating the Divine Beast, you have to, like, fight all the Blights in a row. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, beforehand, so I was like, I wonder if you just have to fight those bosses in a row by yourself if you don't have the yep. sages. To, yeah, you do, and you have to, to do fight them off one inside, right yeah. after the other, and yeah. you don't have any of their sage powers. Yeah, mm-hmm. but theoretically, you could do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I watched someone do it, and it was like thirty-five minutes of them just trying to. <laughs> yeah. do it. Although they, they mentioned that this was the first time that they saw those bosses, so they were trying to figure oh, out. They didn't know, like, so they didn't know how to fight like, them. Also, that's yeah. also a good. I mean, yeah, if you didn't, if you'd never seen them, then you wouldn't know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I used a lot of Splash Fruit. I mean, I used Sidon's power, but it takes kind of a while to uh, come back, so it's just easier to just throw Uh, They ended up using a hydrant. hydrant. Yeah, Yeah, that's really useful. There's a hydrant Um, in there, too. Like, in, I can't, mm -hmm. yeah, I think it is. There's a hydrant before you go in, so if you somehow are able to bring that with you, which I can't, I don't know if you can. Mm Mm-hmm. But in that part where you can make a little glider and glide well, over, you probably the... have some in your pocket too. Yeah. You should <laughs> if you if you don't have any sages. <laughs> but yeah, that would also work well. If they didn't have any sages, do they have any? Do they have enough battery? Like, did they like? No, they had one battery. Oh. Um. So yeah, it was. I died it, with like... like five batteries and like yeah. <laughs> so many hearts. I don't know how people do this. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. They they struggled. Like they they had a yeah, lot yeah. of um food. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and stuff. But even then, there's fairy. like a limit on meals. Like, you yeah, can, yeah, 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 you know, yeah. Like, and fairies mm-hmm. and stuff. Like, I mean, yeah. not a limit, but yeah, you can yeah. only carry whatever you can find and you can only. Well, no, they, they stop spawning after you have a certain amount in your inventory. Oh, really? Fairies. I wondered yeah. about that because mm-hmm. I went yeah. to look for some and I couldn't find any. I probably had like three or four, so. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the most you can get is five if you're lucky and like you have three uh. and two spawn in front of you. But like once you have four, I think they stop spawning. 
Wow. Something that like makes that. a lot more sense because I was really mad and confused about that. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I needed these. I'm a, I'm a bad player. <laughs> Which also made it hard for me to find out where they were because, like, if I had all the my fairies, they wouldn't spawn, so I wouldn't know where to go for more in the future, you know? They kind of so. spawn. There's like a place in Sky Island. This is a mm -hmm. pro tip for people who are still playing this game. There's a pro, there's like a like Sky Islands that have like ponds. They're really easy mm -hmm. to identify from far away, and they're kind of like I always see them around there. That's yeah. where I would go pick them. The one up. that I always went to is mm -hmm. uh, where you get like the gliding top. I think that, that yeah, um, where you drop drop down into drop the down, little yeah. pond. Because that one is very, like mm -hmm. uh, very um, noticeable from the map. So I'm always yeah. like, don't accidentally go to the wrong place. Yeah. And um, I think it was one of the first ones I found. There's also a well or two that have them, but you, yeah, you yeah, probably yeah. have to mark it when you find it. They're also in the, um, in the pond under the um, the Gerudo Desert Leviathan that sunk into the ground, which I thought was clever because that's where there used to be a fairy fountain. Oh. <laughs> in oh. Breath of the Wild. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. I didn't go there, but I... I've seen. Can I just say uh, that even after everything that happened in that story, I still wasn't like thinking about Ganon. I was like waiting for like his boar form, like normal, and then he turned to a dragon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was just like, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I like the. I like that it looked like the calamity form. Yeah, as he was yeah, 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 yeah. So I was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> like this all makes sense. You want to talk about like gameplay performance? Yeah. Like he he was flying around at like supersonic speed, and Zelda's flying around. You're like intertwining, and it was like a yeah, just, that, that, was a that was really cool. The best fight. It was a lot better than the Breath of the Wild final fight. Also, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Because you're just like it's cool. Like he's a big boar, and you ride a, like riding a horse. It was the only time that I enjoyed horseback combat. Horseback combat in. Breath of the Wild, yeah. and she like lights up all the things, and you shoot them with a light arrow, and it's like cool. But this was like. We're like flying yeah. in the air. There's mm -hmm. like dragons fighting. Yeah. There's like it's like mm -hmm. so wild. Such a good fight. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think. Um, like the Breath of the Wild had a good spectacle for the yes. final battle, but this like not only improves on the spectacle, but also made it like more fun and engaging yeah. to mm -hmm. be a part of. Mm -hmm. I, um, I will say that during uh, my during the cutscene uh, when the uh, Zelda comes in as a light dragon. I'm like, oh my god, are you gonna are you gonna ride her like a mech and like fight dragon to dragon? <laughs> uh, but that is not what happened. That but I was no, but that would have been cool. <laughs> that would have been cool. Yeah, I I do I do like what happened. That that did give it a very mm -hmm. um. This is Zelda epic... game. There's got to be eyeballs that you that you hit at some yeah, point. You yeah. know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I really like the yeah I really like the way it was and she still helps you. It's just like how like instinctive yeah how instinctively that works. Like when I like hit the first like weak point and I was like on my paraglider hovering down, I was like, okay, there's no updrafts. How do I gain height again? And I like looked down and I saw the dragon down there. I was like, oh, she's going to catch me. Uh -huh. Yeah. And so I just like, yeah. like immediately let, let go. Like I knew she would get me and bring, bring me back. Yeah, and she like pops, kind of like flies up to you and like catches you with her face, which is mm -hmm. great yeah. also. Yeah. yeah. So good. <laughs> yeah. So good. That, yeah, that, that just like seeing her fly around um, and like catch you and like the, the, just the the visual effects of it all i think were very uh, satisfying you yes. know just mm -hmm. like um how quickly you go up and like the the feeling of like that speed and strength and like i also like, feel like the, you're so high view. up that you also don't feel like you're gonna fall and like hurt yourself you know mm -hmm. there's like you can see there's mm -hmm. sort of a long way down i guess which yeah. is kind of a weird thing to say mm -hmm. but i feel like a lot of this game was like you can float really high in 
in mm-hmm. altitude mm-hmm. in the in the map. And so this yeah. dragon fight's also like also, that. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I also feel like that mechanic that of like the dragon catching you is like also kind of built on the like the relationship between Link and Zelda that's like been built up of the game because like <laughs> like I had no doubts. I was like, oh, of course he's gonna catch me if I fall. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it didn't have to explain that to me in any way. I just like immediately knew that that's what would happen. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So another comparison for Breath of the Wild, just in general, with Ganondorf yeah. is, I think. Climbing Ganon's dialogue amounted to rar. <laughs> and, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. This game, I mean, I I think like, my, his introduction yeah. alone was fucking like bone chilling, yeah. right? Um, yeah, every form of him, like every, like he, you know, throughout the cutscenes, where I mean, God, he killed Sonya. Like, there's just so much right um, menace and malice to him that you know <laughs> it just. They just reestablished Ganondorf as like just one of the most badass villains, and yeah, yeah. It's like the series kind of goes back and forth on whether you have like the just monstrous, mindless Ganon form, or whether you have the like an evil man. Or we got the like monster form in the last game, mm-hmm. so it was kind of nice to get the uh, sort of modern version of the <laughs> more cunning Ganondorf. And this is out there on YouTube, but there's actually, so I think we've played it, the, amongst four of us, I think we played it in a couple different languages. There's actually a, a video of uh, that opening scene where Ganondorf wakes up in the prologue, and they, they show it to you in eight or nine different languages, and every single voice actor just kills it. Every single language. Mm-hmm. It, it's just so, yeah. it just, they, they really wrecked it with that. Um yeah, the voice acting in general is really good in this yeah, game. Yeah, it's I definitely agree. better than Breath of the Wild. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Breath of the Wild was fine. Um, but it's improved. But, like, this is, like, genuinely good yeah. in voice acting. Especially um, Zelda's voice actress. She, yeah. like... And, uh, again, I think she was fine in Breath of the Wild, but she is, like, incredibly improved in this game. Especially mm-hmm. playing, like, normal Zelda and also the, like, evil puppet Zelda. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, like freaking blood moon speech that she, mm-hmm. that she gives. It's like I live with someone who's admittedly biased. She had me switch to Japanese uh, after a while. Mm-hmm. Um, it ended up being cool because like in the the final battle, like Ganondorf's motif is clearly samurai. So that did kind of add to that. Um, yeah. I, I, I think it's fun to be able, because you, you, know, you can switch and, and look at different languages and go view the cutscenes again. And it's like you, there, mm-hmm. there's a very good standard across the board. Um, I, thought, I do think, like, so. one of the scariest scenes with Ganondorf, though, is actually when the eyes, like, turn on, open up, when <laughs> at the very mm. beginning of the fight, yeah. like, he starts talking to you as a mummy, and then they suddenly just light up, and I was like, ah! <laughs> like, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, he's creepy the whole time, but that part is especially creepy, I feel like. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. God, when he kills Sonya, and that... that, that yeah, that was fucked that, up. Yeah, that, that, that was, like, one of the creepy... <laughs> we watched it again today, and my wife was still like, oh... <laughs> Actually, a lot of this game is creepy. We didn't even talk about like the depths yet, which, in retrospect, is not that creepy. But yeah, it's still creepier than mm-hmm. Zelda, other Zelda stuff. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, there's a lot of creepy things in this. There's a lot of creepy sounds. There's a lot of creepy places. Yeah. There's a lot of creepy characters in this yep. game compared to Breath of the Wild. Yeah. Freaking gloom hands. Yeah. <laughs> terrifying and then what i didn't understand till later i guess was that it i guess you had to get to a certain level of hearts or 
some something where it finally says, okay, now I'm going to throw a Phantom Ganon at you. That actually happened to me in the Great Deku Tree when I was trying to help them out. And I thought that's I where I think it, it always does that in the Deku Tree, well, but then, like, overwhelmed it. Yeah. Does it randomly. Because uh, Ellen's sister, it happened elsewhere, and I was confused. But the first time that happened, I was like, did this become my favorite? Because, like, Phantom Ganon's, like, my favorite enemy from Ocarina. So, like, I just mm-hmm. got really geeked out when that happened. Like, Phantom mm-hmm. Ganon, ah! <laughs> <laughs> I just love Phantom Ganon. I fucking hate Phantom Ganon. <laughs> It, this is you know a gameplay thing the sages are there i freaking love it but even they can get like knocked on their ass and like yeah. they're like we're gonna help you with the gloom hands like we're we'll save you link link save me help <laughs> yeah. Yeah. they can get eaten by like likes too which is hysterical oh <laughs> i never seen that. that that's hilarious <laughs> yeah yeah i like the sages um the avatars we didn't talk about that yet mm-hmm. yeah we'll just um that's kind of oh. more gameplay. I was just talking like character wise still. Um, yeah, like we got like, uh, you know, most of our buddies back from the previous game with the uh, exception of Taba being uh, replaced by his son Tulin, which was a great idea because Tulin is the best character. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I do love Tulin. And He's I especially. So cute. <laughs> he is cute. I especially love how he is like. Uh, like he- constantly headshotting enemies for me that's my favorite part oh yeah yeah, yeah. so good <laughs> yeah the, like, the whole game i'd be like they'd be like that little like ping sound i'm like thanks oh, to thanks to yep, yep, yep. it's like yeah. when mifa used to resurrect me after i jumped off of a cliff yeah. i'd be like thanks mifa <laughs> i was like oh thanks yeah. tulin <laughs> there is a point where he was stunning lionels and i was just like bruh <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh but yeah, in general i like how like the these characters get more um like character development in this game because they're just kind of there in the last game. Yeah, last yeah, part. yeah. Like, Sidon got a decent amount of development because he has like the he has doubts. relationship with Mifa and stuff, yeah. but um, most of them are just kind of there, especially Unobo. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He created a, like an epidemic. <laughs> yeah, he created, epidemic. <laughs> he created like a drug. <laughs> I was yeah. like, wow, like a drug a, lord. We're going to a dark place, Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like I was like, you know, what the drug lord was not the character development I expected. <laughs> but then I like that you like, knock off his like crazy luchador mask, and then he's cool again. Yeah. He's like, yeah, wait, yeah, what yeah. did I do? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you heard it here first. Drugs are bad. I mean, what? <laughs> yeah. I ended up being partial to Riju too because I don't. know I just thought she was a badass. Like her and Tolan. It was like. Yeah. You know, it got to the point where, well, it's gameplay, but with Sage's Wills, it was just like, it became a matter of preference. But anyway, I I just enjoy having them along with me for, like, I would lock them and then they yeah. come with me and fight with me. Like, that just felt, there was right. like maybe 10 things I would have said I would improve from Breath of the Wild. And that was the one I didn't even know I need yeah. I, I needed so bad. I didn't even know it was possible because of the, you know, could they do that with like a billion things happening on screen? they pulled it off and mm-hmm. it's great yep yeah i feel like it was like like breath of the wild was about kind of loneliness and yeah. i feel like this game's a lot more about like connections yeah and so like having mm-hmm. having the ability to have like a representation of like your friends like out in the world with you mm-hmm, helped mm-hmm. to kind of convey that mm-hmm. <laughs> i turned them off for a bit because my- i was trying to drop a bunch of stuff on the ground to cook it and yeah. then I, which can be very dangerous if your if your avatars are around. But then I was like walking away from where I was using the fire, and then I was like, "This is like so lonely and shitty." Yeah, like, well, because like when you yeah. go into the the depths to fight Ganon, they're like, "Oh, the sages can't help you anymore." 
Like, no. I felt so naked. <laughs> yeah. Where's my mm-hmm. mech? <laughs> yeah. You never come back. <laughs> yeah, I kept trying to do the uh, the the gust of air when I was gliding mm, down yes. there, and I was like, mm-hmm. "Oh, Tulin's gone." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. One thing I love with Tulin's story arc, I love how they do like the typical like like hot-headed teenager storyline but using like bird terminology mm. he's, he's like i'm already fledged why are you treating me like a hatchling yeah. <laughs> gosh mom and dad yeah <laughs> the dialogue a lot of the dialogue is really funny actually in this game mm-hmm. i can't think mm-hmm. of other examples off the top of my head but a lot of it's really good or they say stuff and you're like mm-hmm. wait what <laughs> what did you just say yeah there's a lot of good comedy in this, yeah. in this game <laughs> which i think was part of the like not you know, having a different tone from Breath of the Wild. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, on that note, look, having Lookout Landing in the central, central Hyrule um, or mm-hmm. Hyrule Field and like pulling together a bunch of people, you know, like Pura and, you know, Robbie and jo- like that was kind of cool. Like in terms of like, mm-hmm. like the family, you know, everyone, you know, coming together element and mm-hmm. having like okay. a central place to kind of go back. I mean, I always go back to Lurland too, because I just love that place, but that was having lookout landing was i think a really good addition yeah and just like having a lot of people who like like know you and are concerned about you and stuff like there's a lot of jokes about like people not recognizing link but a lot of people do <laughs> recognize link and they're like oh god you're you're back you're okay yeah, yeah. and they're like wait where's zelda <laughs> yeah. yeah well then you have yeah. that pre uh hey we see zelda up there it's like no 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 that's Esmer zelda that's not the good one <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. i was surprised that that fight didn't actually have like a puppet zelda He's yeah. just like, you use my puppet, and then she just, like, he just destroys his fake puppet. But it's like, why didn't we actually get Puppet Zelda fight? I don't know. <laughs> anyway. It's fine. There's, like, 50 Phantom Ganons that you have to fight, so it's, yeah, it's yeah, fine. Yeah. I guess I guess you don't need to have yeah. a round of, of Puppet Zelda, but I just, yeah. you know, I don't know. I also thought the original stages were cool. They don't have much character, but their aesthetics are cool. They're dope. <laughs> I love With their, the masks like, masks. And everything. Yes. Mm-hmm. I love them. I like that they all get this. Yeah. The also the build up to the, the temples where it's like calling mm-hmm. the, the new sage and yeah. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I wish the Rito sage had been female because I was just kind of assuming they all have the names of the uh, Ocarina of Time sages and Wind Waker sages. So oh yeah yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I guess Medley. Can, I guess Medley can be a boy name. I guess we don't know. <laughs> we don't know anything about <laughs> yeah. Rito gender culture. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> mm-hmm. Is that they they have their name? They're named. I mean, I guess. Are you just... They don't. I was just saying, like, oh, I was... Just, okay. This is kind of my headcanon. Yeah. Is that they're... Is that they, like, have the names of the uh, previous sages in the games, but... The Zora one is female, right? Like Yeah, the, the Zora one is female, so she could be Ruto. Ruto. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, you were right. I can't remember when we talked about it, but you were like, Goron... There are no female Gorons. I googled mm-hmm. this. <laughs> you're You're correct. And I was wrong, so, <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. And then like whoever you know was, I guess like Daruk. I don't remember yeah. what the uh, Durania. Durunia. I forgot Daruk is from the other, uh, from Breath of the Wild. Yeah. Durunia. Durunia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love Minoru. Also, I've already said mm-hmm. it a lot of times, but I enjoy her as Sage. And like you have to like. Go put her together, which is hilarious. Put her mech together. <laughs> the, me- the mech is dope, but I did end up turning it off because I couldn't see half the time with her there. Uh, yeah. But like, I actually 
having a mech made a lot of sense because you can customize do whatever you want. I still like if they do a DLC, I kind of want to be able to play as actual like have an actual Monero or even a Raru like avatar. That'd be really cool. Oh, that'd be cool. Mm-hmm. I just like I really didn't like the depths very much. I know you're all like, I love the depths. The depths is so great. And I was like, uh, I don't know. I don't really mm-hmm. like it. But then once I got Minerio, I was like, I don't care. The depths are oh. great. Walk around everywhere. Mm-hmm. Walk on all the gloom. Shine my light on everything. It was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like the um like the atmosphere of the depths yeah. more than I like like actually playing in the depths. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's some cool stuff down there. I like it as a concept. Mm-hmm. I don't like being there. That's what I'll say. Yeah. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, well, they definitely communicate their vibes <laughs> very well. And it's like you yeah. literally can't see. You can't see. You mm-hmm. can't even see the outline of stuff in the distance. Yeah. Right it's just, yeah. like, completely black until you light it. Yeah. yeah, it's a really cool, or like, like Sometimes you'll, you'll see something, like, like that that's glowing in the distance, and you walk, 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 and then it's gone. And you're like, what the fuck? Wait, what happened? Where am I? <laughs> Where's and the then, light route? <laughs> yeah, and then sometimes, yeah. sometimes it's just, like, there's a tree in front of you that, like... Yeah, exactly. You have to go wa- mm-hmm. walk around. But then or you're sometimes, like, wow, that thing looks so far away, yeah. and then you throw, like, a, a bloom, like, bud at it or whatever, and it's, or a light bloom or whatever the fuck they're called and then it, it's like right in front of you and you're like oh never mind <laughs> now you're in a yeah. giant like uh canyon and you're like in the bottom yeah of yeah yeah just, like mickey mouse like Ha-ha, <laughs> <laughs> i like the designs of the zonai who have been a yes. you know big mystery since breath of the wild and so mm-hmm. we get to see just two of them <laughs> yeah two is enough <laughs> like we get mm-hmm. you know we get to see a lot of their their ish yep. <laughs> their deal yeah yeah, but I, do, I like that we get two of them, and they're like, like they don't look identical. They, you can see that there's like some, yeah, yeah, you know, substantial range of how they might look. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but like, they got like short little legs. And <laughs> I do like the short big legs. ears. <laughs> yeah, Minoru has like a long. Neck yeah, I do think too. it's cool how they have like, yeah, I do think it's cool how they have like kind of weird proportions, like compared to like the more like human characters. Like they got like really long torsos and short legs. And, yeah. Stuff like I think it would have been easy to just like stick a dragon head on their <laughs> furry bodies and be done with it. But now they're kind of like goatish, yeah, with long ears, and I like that. Yeah, yeah, I like how Minero and Zelda seem to be buddies. They're mm-hmm. BFFs. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed seeing their like. I really like the cutscene of like. Yeah, I like the cutscene of like Minero like. Like, she's severely injured, but still trying to, like, talk Zelda out of what she's going to do. Mm-hmm. But then, like, realizes she's committed and is like, all right, I'll do whatever I can to help. Mm-hmm. I think it's interesting, her line when it went at the beginning of the Ganon fight or whatever. She's like, I need to atone for the past or whatever. And I don't think that's, like, explicitly mm-hmm. stated until that point. But you can kind of see how she, like, laid plans for everything, you know? Like, she created the the mech for herself and, like left a bunch of constructs for you and things like that. Like, mm-hmm. like she was as instrumental in setting the, the plans in motion as Zelda was. Which yeah. I like how like cool. you can see like everyone was kind of helping to, to bring about this final battle. So like, like could uh, defeat the demon King, like the sages mm-hmm. all like, you know, hiding away their secret stones and pledging to like call on their descendants and mm-hmm. like Ravaru obviously like, hanging around so he could help like link adjust to <laughs> you know having a freaky glowing arm and being in the sky <laughs> being in the sky yeah that the imprisoning more like yeah. you know every time you locked a sage they kind of told you that basically like a very 
almost the exact same story uh, with a couple different lines. And I was like, okay, so I heard it. They, he imprisoned him. It was really cool. Then you unlock Moneru, and then you actually see him imprison Ganondorf, and it was, like, one of my favorite cutscenes, like, period. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, just the way he – they use recall on the weapons and, and trick him, and, mm-hmm. like, he tell he basically tells him, like, you're going to go down to a dude named Link, and then the, the, over, the overworld mm-hmm. music hits, and then it goes really quiet, and, like – Ganondorf, Ganondorf, till the end, I look forward to meeting him, and then they fade out, and the Zonai music hits, and it's just mm-hmm. like, oh, God, it was perfection to me. Mm-hmm. I think it's really heartwarming how, like, Robert had, like, such faith in Zelda that he <laughs> completely believed that in her faith in Link. Mm-hmm. And, and, like, the like his dialogue from the beginning of the game is, really, like, really heartwarming, and after you see all these cutscenes, because you can see he's like, oh, I've heard so much about you from <laughs> Zelda, and you're exactly as she said, and... He's like, I'm so glad we got to meet, even if for just a moment, because, like, he's been, you know, sitting there for thousands of years, just waiting for <laughs> for this moment. And... Yeah. yeah. I do enjoy the, like, little cutscene of them having, like, tea or whatever together, and she's mm-hmm. like, oh, Link is so great, both of them. They're like, oh, you talk about him so fondly. Yeah. <laughs> and it's cute. I like that they, mm-hmm. like, I feel like you could replace that cutscene with so many other things, but, like, I like that they keep that one, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know. Yeah, yeah, it's a sweet cutscene. It is. I think it helps build that yeah, sort it's... of like the way that Robert reacts to you also in the future, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how they, they've sort of like become a little family, even though they it's <laughs> like they are family, but separated by like hundreds of generations. Mm-hmm. But yeah. <laughs> but in that moment, they like might as well be like, like a, what do you call it? Like immediate family. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, there are better parental figures than her father's after she. <laughs> <laughs> he tried he just didn't do very well <laughs> it's fine it's fine everything's fine can i uh well i don't know if this goes into like enemies and bosses but having unique temple bosses <laughs> having yeah. unique temple bosses again was really nice yeah, yeah. The temples are, are dope that was fun I enjoyed that. I had a lot of fun just getting to the temples, like getting up into the wind temple and uh, mm-hmm. the anti-gravity stuff to get to the water temple. That was and, fun. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the Mukta Rock was hilarious to me. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. All the bosses were really good. Yeah, they mm-hmm. were very memorable in their own way and had unique uh, mechanics. Mm-hmm. I like Colgera. You, like, can crush yeah, yeah. through awesome. and stuff. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. It was a good opening boss. Yes. Sure. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of what I was thinking of when, when I was talking about how, like, the let you do kind of, like, the boring way, even if it's, like, not really the intended way. Because, mm-hmm. like, I didn't realize until after doing that fight that you could just hit him with arrows. And, like, I've seen people be like, <laughs> That's what I like oh, it's kind of boring. You just shoot arrows at him. I'm like, no, you got to dive through him. It's you epic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, as I explained before, I'm not a very good player, so it's like, no, I need arrows. I can just hit him with arrows. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that, it didn't even occur to me. I was like, after like, you know the dive. climb where you were jumping through several of those like icy like yeah. barriers to get just to progress, I was like, ah. Once he started shooting the um, the spikes at me, and I could see it was like a flat ice thing underneath, I was like, ah, I must dive through this. <laughs> I've learned. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, I like how you like fought like Queen Gibdo for a bit before you even got into the temple. Yeah, but I hated how her health reset though. I was so yes. mad about that. Yeah, <laughs> I did like the fight beforehand though. That was fun. Like I was just like la di da di da. Oh shit, are we fighting? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is the boss here? Oh fuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Haven't even walked in the building yet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, never, never a time where you got... didn't like the most time you wish you had Din's fire on you was when you're gonna you're surrounded <laughs> yeah. by good ghosts. Yup. Yeah, it was it was it was nice having those fights again. You don't need Din's fire. You um, have Riju's lightning. I love that power. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was definitely great. Yeah. You can take down some big enemies with that thing. I really struggled in that fight, but it was fun. Uh, speaking of the Gibdo, we got some new enemies in this game. Yeah. <laughs> and some new old enemies, I guess. <laughs> and Gleox are back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Although I didn't fight any, but I saw one from far away. And I was like, fuck that. I'm not doing that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I briefly tried to fight one way too early, and then I was like, no, uh, no. Yep, yep, yep. I never, never went back to try again. I'll have to do that at some point. But I'm um. sure it would be fun, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got some uh, some old enemies making a debut in the uh, Breath of the Wild Tears of the Kingdom world with the Gibdo, mm -hmm. who are kind of insect-like now. They yeah. Have, they crawl in a creepy way. Um, yeah, I didn't insects. like that. Yeah. <laughs> yep, yep. I didn't like that at all, but I <laughs> yeah. in the fight in At Ganon, first they were just like shambling towards you, and it's like, whatever. And then I saw the first one that was just like crawling, crawling on all like, fours oh, at a high God. speed. And I was like, no, thank you. Yep. In the fight with Ganon, they like start out on the floor, and I had um, a fire thing attached to Minoru. Mm -hmm. <laughs> just like burn all of them. Like just like flame throwing <laughs> all of them. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That Which was, would be very helpful. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, no, fuck mm -hmm. that. Um, fuck all of them. Mm -hmm. And the flying yeah, ones. I also don't like how their, like, necks kind of, like, shudder. I don't Everything even know about them is that. awful. They're sort of like a, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, in a good way, but, but no, but not. <laughs> yeah. Definitely continuing Ugh. on the um, fine tradition of their, of being nightmare fuel. Horrible zombie um, <laughs> enemies. Yeah. Uh, we also got Like Likes back. Yeah. Also disgusting. <laughs> much more creepy in this game. Oh, yeah. Like yeah, the, the first time I saw it, I was just like, "What the fuck is that?" And, yep. like, when I, and then when it like ate me and I lost a weapon, I was like, "Oh, these are fucking leg legs, aren't they?" <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, but they're all gross and drippy. Yeah, and they and attach yep. and wiggly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're really unsettling. And their sound effects too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and also they can also spit fire and lightning and shit at you, which mm -hmm. the old ones never yeah. did. They just kind of wiggled around on screen and were like kind of annoying. At most, mm -hmm. they would trick you into thinking they were a rupee. Yeah. Now, now they're fucking shoot fireballs yeah. at you. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. Disgusting. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there's uh, like likes in... Weren't there life likes in Ocarina of Time? I was trying to remember if there's a game yeah. that Ben would have played. Yeah, that they're just them. kind of... Yeah. Yeah. The... Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're like really like pulsating in that game. Like... <laughs> yeah, they look like the, the 2D ones, but 3D. These are mm -hmm. evolved. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. In a horrifying way. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, and then like the Gleox, although they're sort of an overworld boss, mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. a new overworld boss. Um, as far as like straight up new enemies, we got the constructs are probably the most prominent ones. Oh yes, yes, yes. Different soldier dudes. Mm -hmm. Those are cool. I like how they Fun. have like different levels of. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Like challenge and how like the top ones can like fuse stuff to their weapons. And... Yeah. 
Yes. Oh, we got the walking trees, which are very <laughs> yeah. startling the first time you see them. <laughs> I, like, love, hate they them. Have the, <laughs> yeah. They also have the best name ever. They're called Evermeans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they got the Aracudas, which are the flying That's what guys, they were. Like, I couldn't think of their names. The Cobblins. Yep, yep, yep. And then the Horriblins that were, like, the oh, yeah, yeah, monkeys yeah. that hang to the yeah, ceiling. Yeah, I fucking hate those, too. I forgot about that. <laughs> I already blocked them. When you start the final sequence to go fight Ganondorf and you run into like a horde of them and that's the first thing you hear is the sounds they're making. (laughs) Like my my wife in the room was like, what the hell is going on? Like it's startling. What's going on is I'm going to run as fast as I can past (laughs) these things. Yeah, it's like I just ran through that tunnel. In a previous one, I put on the horrible mask and just run run through. Oh, so smart. (laughs) I I couldn't find a... Colton again, but or whoever, whoever's selling. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah, yeah. He yeah. always hangs out by a town, like yeah, like he's up on like the hill outside of Terrytown, or like a little ways outside of Gerudo Town. So he just hangs mm. out by towns. <laughs> so I will be on the lookout. Uh, yeah, he's very unsettling, but he does get useful good rewards. So yeah, exactly, <laughs> yeah. exactly. <laughs> I'll take it. It's fine. We're set. As part of the rewards, uh, oh nice! It looks pretty. It's cool. like this version's game of the rupee armor. Oh, okay, magic armor. <laughs> yeah, nice. Um, but it makes you look like a like a bloopy or a satori. Or <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> so there's uh, all the returning enemies also have like fancy horns now mm-hmm. that you can attach to your yes, weapons yes, after yes. you kill them. <laughs> they also have horrible gloom versions. Yeah, it's like down in the depths, oh, yeah, everything's yeah, yeah. <laughs> covered in gloom. The the big frogs monsters in the in the oh depths. yeah mm-hmm. oh yeah 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 I don't know uh, I couldn't find I could I couldn't climb them like I kind of had to like get at an angle I just shot them. get a, yeah well I like I couldn't get up there to yeah. destroy their what do you call those the outcrops on their backs so oh yeah the wrong yeah, thing. you I can kind of walk up their tails because it's sort of a ramp but, uh... just shoot them with a cannon on your mech from far away that's <laughs> what I did. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there are a couple of spots where they're, like, right below the chasm, which is... <laughs> I know, I ran yeah. into one. Yeah. That was the first time I saw one, and I was like, fuck this, I have to get and out. I was like, well, uh, oh, shit. <laughs> well, you're already diving yeah, They can down. jump really far, so you can, like, think yeah. you're way out of their range, and then all of a sudden it, like, lands on top of you. <laughs> get squished. Yeah. They've also got, like, little baby versions running around in the depths. <laughs> they eat your... Jump at you and eat your light blooms. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> The temple bosses again down there, multiple times. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was very cool yeah. that we could do that. And then the Coliseums were dope. Um, just mm-hmm. to be able to have that challenge, the Lionel one was crazy. I dropped in there because I was like, mm-hmm. that's probably a fight. And then I got through one Lionel and the other one, the door opened, there's another one. So I fucked that. <laughs> okay, I'm out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I really enjoyed the um, Flux Constructs. Which are like the the oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I struggle with them for a little bit until I realize you can just like pull them apart with ultra yeah. hand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you can just find the block that matters and then pull them apart. Yeah, and just yank. Or it even out. the blocks yeah. that don't matter. Um, <laughs> um, so just yeah, make it smaller. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. yeah, yeah. I like mm-hmm. when it turns into a platform. But yeah, it's fun use. Jump on it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's fun uses of your powers because you can like use recall to ride the mm-hmm. cubes back up and. I think they um, integrated the powers really well. We didn't really talk about that. But yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In, in fights like that. 
Let's see, other new enemies. Uh, got battle taluses, which are just oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. normal taluses, but now they've got like a little fort on top of them. They're domesticated. With a couple of bacoblins. Domesticated yeah. stone talus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, we got boss bacoblins. Yes. Which, uh, yes, yes, yes. Turn the. Uh, Turned the normal enemies into a bit more of an organized army, which is kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love nothing more than throwing a muddle butt at him and just watching him. <laughs> That's yeah. what I would always do. And let the chaos <laughs> unfold. <laughs> yeah, I'd always, like, shoot them, and maybe if there was, like, a silver bacoblin, I'd shoot him with a muddle butt, too, and then I'd just get up high and wait for <laughs> wait for them to wipe out most of yeah. them. <laughs> the fort. Uh, and then the uh, gloom hands, which are probably the most... Uh, <laughs> Notorious enemy in this game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a bunch of fucking hands, horrifying hands. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it also makes everything like the blood moon around you. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, just everything about them is like made to be so unsettling because they can like come out of nowhere and like that music starts up and they, they're so fast and they make horrifying sounds. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. <laughs> and they can grab you and your friends. It's pretty great. Oh, and they do mm-hmm. gloom damage to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's so great and horrible. <laughs> yeah. It's a very well-made enemy. Yes. But it's also horrible. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then, then, like you were saying, then, if you kill them, they turn into Phantom Ganon. So it's like, yep. there isn't even a reward for killing them. <laughs> so, yeah. But my favorite thing to do is to climb up and wait for them to disappear and leave dark clumps behind. <laughs> yeah. Just climb something and wait, hopefully, if you can. If you're out in the open, you're fucked. But. That was kind of funny. Like, you, like you, when you finally kill them for the first time, and it's like, okay, what a dark clumps. Thank you. What the fuck yeah. is that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was like, there's got to be a meal to, like, get rid of gloom, right? And it's like, cook these dark clumps. And then it makes all this like horrible looking stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's like gloom resistant meals. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's like, what the fuck is a dark clump? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the first time I ran into one of those was in a cave, which fortunately had a higher level, so I just climbed yeah. up there. But I was like, what the fuck is happening? I think the first um, one I ran into was actually on the Akala Citadel. But I just like saw it and yeah. walked away. Mm-hmm. And then there's one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sometimes you can see them like. Yeah, you can see them pop like with up. the hands out, yeah, out, and they're like or the way they're like drooped forward is really creepy. To kind me of like a you. like a floor master. <laughs> like you can see the gloom moving mm-hmm. around if you're if you're in a good yeah. enough spot. There's one on the Great Plateau also, kind of near the shrine. Mm-hmm. One of the shrines on the Great Plateau. So I would just like walk out of the shrine and then bolt for a tree, <laughs> and then mm-hmm. the gloom would aggro me, and I would just wait. The gloom hands would 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 start to attack, but mm-hmm. I was in a tree, so that's yeah. what I would do. There's also one I found in the basement of one of the labyrinths. That's upsetting. And I came to it from, like, below. So I, like, climbed up and, like, la-di-da. And then, they, like, the gloom was moving. I was like, oh, fuck. And I was like, <laughs> it's just a flat room. So there was nowhere to climb up. So I just, like, dived back down the hole. I came up. It's like, never mind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think the only one I actually fought directly was the one you have to in the Deku Tree. Mm-hmm. So I just noped out of there every other time. Well, I fought one on the way to the Deku Tree. Because you have to go through the gloom hole. And there was one on the way in between mm-hmm. where you drop down for me. And so I fought him and then I got to the, I was like, oh, I'll just be able to go into the Yuka tree and everything will be fine. And it's like, nope, mm-hmm. you have to fucking fight another one. And I was like, mm-hmm. I just did this. <laughs> yeah. So like I did the whole thing with the Phantom Ganon and everything. So mm-hmm. like, okay, fine, whatever. It's fine. I just unlocked the, the, um, 
the shrine there and came back. Got some more equipment and came back. <laughs> it's so creepy in the Deku Forest before you fight the Gloom Hands, where they all like you can talk to them, but they won't talk to you. Yeah, yeah. 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 Like Koroks have never been scarier. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's get the mm-hmm. fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah, the first time I got there, I was like, well, now I kind of feel bad for like shooting your butt buddies into the sky. <laughs> <laughs> They're fine. I actually never did that on purpose. I was always trying to get them where they belonged. I just miscalculated with rockets. (laughs) (laughs) It's pretty easy to put them at slightly the wrong angle and then they're just gone. Yeah, be like, okay, I'll put you on a cart and I'll strap a rocket to it and you should get crossed most of the distance and then I'll take you the rest of the way. And then they go like flying off. I'm like, oh, sorry, buddy. (laughs) Bye. I think Kayla just summarized (laughs) the first weekend of the internet with this game. Just like, I I try to get the Korok where I want to go, but I miscalculated with my rocket. (laughs) (laughs) I quote unquote miscalculated. There was a wild trick I actually saw. I mean, the internet kind of shows you like, again, it's a sandbox and they gave you ultra hand and all these ways to innovate, but like recall and fusion kind of did it too, where, it's like, okay, you got to get your Korok, your backpack Korok um, up to that cliff. Well, you go to the cliff where the other one's waiting. You shoot and you, you attach a piece of meat to an arrow via fusion, shoot it down to the Korok you need to move. Go down there, use Ultra Hand to attach the Korok to the piece of meat, and then use recall on the arrow. And he just flies <laughs> on up to where he needs to go. <laughs> no, you know, just like, I would never even thought of that. And keep on the air no. and just figure mm-hmm. it out. Yeah, there's a lot of things, like recall especially. There's so many uses of it that I like mm-hmm. didn't even think of until like later mm-hmm. on. Like, like I was watching some video the other day, and they were talking about the um, like the Goma fight, mm-hmm. and they're like, "There's also some cool uses of recall in this battle." And I was like, "Oh fuck, I didn't even think of using recall." Because <laughs> like, yeah. Goma throws crap on the ground on the rocks. So yeah, like, can't you just? Wow, I didn't think of that either. Yeah, I didn't either. I was just like, oh, I have to use Unova to, to blast out. trash these things. But what? <laughs> I was like, oh, I could have just fucking sent it back at him. Oh, we're amateurs. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Some people are living in the future, and it's not us. <laughs> I feel like Recall and Fusion yeah. both would have been like star mechanics in Breath of the Wild. And yeah. and they even, they even have a backseat to Ultra Hand. And people, mm-hmm. you know, Recall, it's like the more you start to mess with it, you're like, oh, my God. Like, it really is amazing how mm-hmm. you can just have you know have it in real time you know it's almost like that movie tenant like the christopher nolan movie it's just a really cool mechanic mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah and the range of recall is really useful if you like accidentally drop stuff yep 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 because it like freeze time instantly when you activate it right and so like as long as you can like and it has a really long it. range so like as long as you can see it you can usually get it back yes which it took me a while to figure that out. I'd be like, no, come back. No, I, like, my stuff something I, off a sky island. My <laughs> stuff I blew away with Tulin accidentally. No. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but they're like, finally I get in the heaven. I'm like, wait. <laughs> just hit recall. I can get it back. So smart. <laughs> it made the shrines a lot more fun to me because there truly was like, I mean, even in Breath of the Wild, there's multiple ways to solve a lot of puzzles. But this this game, mm-hmm. it just like really... Again, I'm not the I'm not the creative type, um, so I don't I'm not able to think outside the box too much. But again, it's like there was a there's a shrine where I saw on TikTok where it's like okay, you gotta roll like attach these two huge metal balls together, then they roll in a certain way, and then they'll hit that target over there, and everything opens. Or you just take a metal ball, attach it to a boomerang or a spear, and, and throw it and what? hit the target with it. And <laughs> lo and behold, the next day I ran across that shrine, and I just was like. Yeah, that would be easier, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. 
It's funny. Yeah, like like this game like fully embraces that like creativity. Like it never, like it's fully capable of like limiting your options if it really wants to. Like if it wants you to learn something, yeah, which it does in like some of the shrines. But yeah. then like, in other ways, it's like they could have cut this off if they didn't want yeah. you to do this. And so like, I remember there were a lot of shrines in Breath of the Wild where mm-hmm. the, you can't use the paraglider and stuff like that. I don't think there was one in this game that I. I mean, I didn't do all of them, but I don't think there are any any shrines that i went in except for the ones where it's like we're taking away your your equipment mm-hmm. or like where yeah they're trying to teach you something so it's like you have to do a certain attack but every other one it's like i can take as devices i can like do whatever i want i can drag things i can paraglide like I don't well you can't take restrictions you can't do any of the you can't capsules take out... okay yeah but you can you can take things, them from but... one part of the room to another but like but if you like already have one on your shield right yes, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. use it and stuff so yeah there's pretty mm-hmm. few, like, mm-hmm. actual... Like, games. a lot of people are... <laughs> like, a lot of people are talking about how, like, you can rocket jump over, like, a lot of the shrines, but it's, like, there are also other shrines where they, like, put a really high gate to block yeah. you, so it's, like, if they wanted to stop you from rocket jumping, they could have stopped yeah. you. Yeah. So, like, they're obviously not too bothered if you figure out another way around a lot of these shrines. There's definitely somewhere it's, like, you have to do... Like, I just did the Jenga one. I don't know if you all did it. I don't remember what the shrine is. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> there's one where you... It, the There's ball is stacked on top of a bunch of stuff. And it's, like, I guess you could just... You could... I think what Mike did was he just flopped the ball toward him and caught it somehow. Hmm. I thought that was what I saw him do. But, like, you can, you can take the things and, like, electrocute the little platform. And then you can catch the ball... Or you can, like, I don't know, but you can't, if you go over to the thing, you can't just, like, ascend up to the top or whatever. It has a mechanic where it'll, like, destroy the whole setup if you land mm-hmm. on it. So, like, there's definitely shrines where it's, like, you're forced to do something with the setup that's there. Like, mm-hmm. you, so, anyway, whatever. There's there's some safety mechanics in there. But a lot of the times, like, you mm-hmm. can basically do whatever you want with whatever's in the shrine, which is pretty cool. And, like, whatever mm-hmm. equipment you have, for the most part. Yeah. Um... I think they also do a good job of, like, teaching you... I, I think you, you were mentioning this, but, like, just th- things that, like, you can do later in the overworld. So, it's the like, the, the challenge isn't mm-hmm. necessarily completing the shrine. The challenge is the experience you gain and applying it out in the, like, the, the overworld. Right. Um, mm-hmm. I think, yeah, the purpose of the shrine is to, like, teach you mechanics that you can use in the real yeah. world. Outside yeah. of the shrine, basically. Um, and I think that's mm-hmm. really cool. And I think they mm-hmm. did a great job with mm-hmm. a lot of that. Um. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're well placed because there are a lot of them where, like, you'll get to the shrine and be like, "Oh, I didn't know you could do that." And oh, then, I can like, roll through lava. Ten minutes later, you'll be like, "Oh, I, I can use that mm-hmm. thing I just learned how to do." Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I guess we're talking about game mechanics now. <laughs> so yeah, mechanics that we definitely weren't talking about before. I know, right? I mean, <laughs> um, and like, I think we went over a lot of these in our pre first impressions episode. So I'm gonna go over mm-hmm. the a lot of this very quickly. Um. Okay. So, yeah, um, the mechanics are, uh, the, the core mechanics are in a lot of ways similar to Breath of the Wild, uh, with the climbing, sprinting, all that. Um, you've got the main abilities, um, you've got Ultra Hand to move and attach and build objects. You've got Ultra Build, which saves the builds that you have made, um, so you can quickly put them together, and you can use, uh, Zonite to, uh construct the, the parts that you don't have with you physically. Um, you've got Recall to send things back in time. Ascend, which lets you uh, go through ceilings. Um, 
You have the amiibo ability. Very important. Yes, amiibo ability. There's the map. camera. And, and the camera. That's the one. You've got the camera. Oh, and fuse. Mm. Yes. And fuse. Fuse to fuse uh, materials to, to your weapons, weapons and mm-hmm. armor. Shield. Shield. Um, which I think... And your mech. I mean, <laughs> <Yes>. what? <laughs> uh, which I think is Although the... she has her own fuse power, I guess, technically. Yeah. But yeah. And your arrows. <laughs> and, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so there are several... Um, Wait, no, that's not what I was going to say. Oh, the fuse ability is probably one of the biggest changes to the the mechanics. Um, the mm. weapons overall are generally fairly weak. Um, I think the story is that they've been rotted by the gloom, but even when you find the pristine ones, mm. they're still fairly weak, and you need to fuse yeah. materials onto them to really make them uh, worthwhile, especially against stronger enemies. Against, you know, the... the easy early enemies you can manage without doing that but um against the lionel i mean if you don't have something fused it's just it you're just making life hard on yourself for no reason mm-hmm. i love fuse i had so much fun with that yeah 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 um <laughs> i thought it was it, fun it uh was something that i didn't like at first but the more i got used to it the more i liked it um i think part of it is i just i don't like using materials from my inventory i'll i'll be someone who has 999 potions and be like i might need these potions later. I'm not going to use them right now. <laughs> um, so it 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 hurt a little bit to to go into my inventory um, and take out things that I knew I wasn't going to need later, but mm-hmm. still worried that I might. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, it worked for me because coming off of Breath of the Wild, all that stuff was so useless. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, like except for like if unless you're making like eight thousand elixirs. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I can finally use monster parts for things. Yeah. That's true. Um, mm-hmm. and I never minded the weapon decay that much, but like this made it like almost a positive for me because I'd be like, sometimes I'd be like, oh, I want to pick up that weapon and fuse that horn to it, but I don't have an inventory slot. So I'd be like, oh good. I broke a weapon on this guy. Now I can, yeah. now I can use this it. horn to make mm-hmm. a new weapon. They've got new, the, I mean, along with the building, I mean, that's a huge, you can build your way out of any, any problem you have. Um, you can mm-hmm. make, um, Oh, I wonder if you could have auto-built against Ganondorf and just brought your creations to him to fight him. Like, auto-build those little things? Yeah, uh, like, I've, I've seen some people build, like, death robots, like helicopters that um, will target enemies and shoot just a barrage of if cannons. If you have enough Zonite, can you... I don't know if you can use your powers during the fight with Ganondorf. Like, can you... Can you just like auto build it in the middle of the fight and pay a bunch of Zonite and just have it? Like, That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I don't know. Can you just drop the the materials um, and create something that only uses Zonite devices that you have in your inventory? Can you auto build? Uh, I'm, I'm googling. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right. Holy shit! As long as someone is. Uh, he disintegrates your constructs within seconds of them going up. No. Bitch. I haven't fought him. You want me to try later? <laughs> I mean, it sounds like... I'll, I'll totally you can also, like... Yeah. Um, I mean, even still, um, I, one of the things that you could, might be able to do is put a cannon on your shield, and that way you are defended and can maybe attack him at the same time. I did. I have a cannon on my shield. I'll let you know. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I think it might have broken. Yeah. I don't know. I'll attach one. Um, I'll let you know. Did you ever get the, the Hillian shield? No. Where mm. do you get it? Uh, I found the first one in Hyrule Castle, uh, like above ground. Mm. Um, and that, I mean, that actually, that 
No, that broke against the Ganon. I, I, that was one of the first shields I actually got, um, because mm. I went into the castle kind of early. And there's just there's a puzzle that you solve and you get it. Um, and then that lasted me against a bunch of Lionels, Gleox, all the bosses. It just broke against Ganondorf. Um, but then I, mm-hmm. I think in one of the villages, my friend said that you can buy it for 500 rubies or something. But that might be only once you've already obtained it. Found it? Maybe. I'm not certain. Mm-hmm. The Hylian Shield. Yeah, yeah, you can get it in a Taino after you do the whole mushroom, like, the politics quest. Mm. I mean, what? I think it costs 3,000 rupees. Oh, was it 3,000? Oh, wow. That's a lot. But but again, I mean, it lasted, like, I switched shields every now and then because I put um, a ruby on it, and sometimes I didn't want that because either it would make me too hot or something. But for the most part, that is the shield I used for the entire playthrough, and it did not break. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's a bunch of these different devices that do some very cool things, like the rockets make you go... Uh, you can attach it to a shield and just get a rocket jump. Um, or you can attach it to things and just make them go. You can attach them to a Korok and make that go. Um, <laughs> you've got a bunch of different types of wheels and such, um, both regular wheels and uh, Zonite device wheels, which I guess... Should I explain that they you, you have a battery pack that you use to charge them, and if you're using those abilities, yeah. um, while it's active, your battery drains. While they're not active, your battery recharges. Um, there's gliders and fans and all these other cool stuff. Um, there's like the tipper upper. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> the weevil wobble. Yeah, the weevil yeah. wobble. <laughs> oh, that's one I I I need to like. Just There's go like crazy a shrine have... where you have to use it. Yeah, and it flings you. Mm-hmm. But like, I didn't really use it after that. I know, but it seemed really fun. Idea. I feel like I want to just to do it. Could probably do like a Korok, flip a Korok somewhere, you know. Yeah. I've seen people use them to like stabilize their crazy constructions and stuff. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I haven't made anything. I definitely under underutilize the rocket shield because there are a lot of times where I was like, oh, if only I could get some height to oh, yeah. use my arrow, my stop time arrows, and I was like, I oh, just yeah, 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 attach more rockets to my shields yeah. for that. Yeah. But... And there are also times where I just had a really high cliff that I didn't want to climb. You know, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that would have been like helpful to just get most of the way up, and then I could, you know, climb it. Anyway, mm-hmm. oh, we didn't talk about the sages. The sages, um, you've got. Tulin, who all of them give you abilities and fight by your side. Tulin, who gives you an ability to traverse horizontally while you're gliding. Um, mm-hmm. Very helpful for going places. Um, mm-hmm. Yenobo, who uh, launches himself like a cannon, uh, leaving a streak of fire and an explosion of sorts. Shut up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, upon contact. Riju, who puts a a field down and when you strike with an arrow she will shoot lightning at that same target um and Sidon who gives you a water shield that you can shoot out in a wave uh when you slash your sword it's like listed in order um, of most to least useful <laughs> it's like I love Sidon except his ability is like yeah come see come saw I would say yeah. even in the fight where you're supposed to use it it's like yeah faster like could it go farther like I have you know mm-hmm. I've actually only appreciated yeah. him as a combatant because he does a lot of like, combo attack with his spear mm-hmm. yeah he's got good reach so he's nice to have in a fight but his as actual a, ability is <laughs> yeah his, as an avatar he's useful when he's, he has like, very around. limited uh, <laughs> limited uses yeah 
does you cook in the game to make a bunch of different um, status effects for yourself. Um, resistances to elements, increased damage and in armor, movement speeds, stealth, things like that. Um, and you have armor sets that you can wear that uh, apply bonuses that are similar. Um, I think what there's two. No, that's one. One new. Um, status that they added that I think is I haven't used enough but I think is very helpful is the stick resistance slip resistance oh yeah where sticky yeah where you can climb yeah. things without slipping if it's wet um yeah they added a few different statuses yeah there's a, and the, there's the weather attacks the, so when you're yeah the weather attacks yeah. and then the like the glow mm -hmm. and the right. gloom resistance yeah. and stuff so there's a couple other ones does being like. glowing actually help you in the depths uh, it makes it a little easier to it's, it's an, easier to see your immediate yeah. vicinity more than anything mm -hmm. so you don't accidentally okay. jump off yeah, a it's cliff more, it's good for like immediate uh, navigation rather than like planning your yeah. route or anything hmm. you always uh, have a billion bright bloom seeds so you're usually okay yeah just keep yeah. chucking those mm -hmm. yeah i never ate a glowy meal but i had that glowy armor mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i would mm -hmm. usually put that on when i was running around in the depths yeah. mining armor or whatever that's like silly it's like a yeah. bunch of straps with light bulbs on it mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah I do like that the helmet is like obviously meant for a like non-human figure. Mm -hmm. Like it was made for like a Zonai or something. Mm -hmm. Like it's got that snout on it and stuff. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then yeah, otherwise the game is very freeform. You're able to do whatever objectives you feel like or not um, at whatever pace you want. You can f go straight to Ganondorf without saving any of the, or well without helping any of the sages and getting their abilities. Uh, it just makes it hard for yourself, but you know, you do you. Mm -hmm. Um, there's a bunch of side quests that you can or don't have to do. Um, you're, uh, there's so much to do. I, th like, mm -hmm. uh, I've been playing, that's the game I've been playing pretty much, uh, during all my free time that I'm playing video games. Mm -hmm. Uh, other than Street Fighter, I've been playing a little bit of that. But after this, there's, I, I have done so little. I feel like I've done maybe like. 20% of what I want to do in that game. What I... mm -hmm. Yeah, I got over 100 hours into it, and I still feel like there's a ton I've mm -hmm. missed, and like I still feel like I kind of rushed the ending oh, to, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to be ready for this. Uh, well, now that you've beaten it, that you two have beaten it, you can see your percentage completion. I put, like, I think about, like, around 150 hours, and I played the hell out of it, and I'm at 60% completion. Wow. Wow. I didn't even know they measured that is that just like in the stat menu or something yeah it's um it'll be on the map on the bottom right now <laughs> once ah, you okay. yeah and um i you know because you know, for all i know they're gonna have a dlc with hard mode down the road so it's like how much do i really want to grind out but it's like i've done yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i've gotten like like 35 hearts and uh, a ton of shrines i've unlocked every single light route in the in the chasm i've gotten a ton of armor i've got a lot of korok seeds 60%, I have no idea what the other 40 is and how long that would take. Um, but, yeah, to Cosmos' point, there is – it's overwhelming in a good way, but, like, yeah, it is – they, they mm -hmm. really packed mm -hmm. it full. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's, like, like there's – it's substantial stuff to do. It's not just, like, like a lot of games where you're, like, 100% completion is, like, collecting a thousand stupid little things across the world or whatever. Like, there's, like, full-on, like, side mm -hmm. quests, and they're mm -hmm. all – like fairly substantial and interesting. Like I think the side quests are vastly improved in this game over Breath of the Wild, which mm -hmm. wasn't bad, but a lot of them were fairly basic. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
and like a lot of these are like more involved or like they're more tied to the story and the main story in some mm -hmm. way even if it doesn't really affect it whether or not you do it yeah. like the whole like uh the whole like newspaper storyline which is about like sightings of zelda and stuff and give you some like hints of the uh like puppet zelda's nature before you like get really far in the game and like that's a really involved mm -hmm. and fun side quest yeah. Yeah. I mean, for context like you already had the the sky we all saw coming and there's a lot more up there than than i thought um when i finally started mm -hmm. really look look for more shrines and sages wills then you got the chasm which is uh, it's as vast as the regular map then there's yeah. 150 mm -hmm. caves like mm -hmm. wow yeah um I don't know if there's a there there is like an there is a, a cutscene you get if you do them all and get all the bubble gems, but I don't know. Like it, it's just I guess the point is is like along with all the armor sets you can find uh, all around the place. It's like yeah, there's just mm -hmm. all the wells. There's like sixty five wells or something like that. It's just mm -hmm. yeah, there's a ton of stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I haven't even I have like enough. Like I finished all the main quests and i like haven't done much of the side quests but i still don't even have the full like depths map filled out yet mm -hmm. like there's so much mm -hmm. more stuff that i could do slash will do but yeah mm -hmm. yeah there's like a sky island i never figured out how to get up to <laughs> so far away mm -hmm. and like there's... glide forever you can go mine zone yeah. night it forever and mm -hmm. get a bunch of batteries although i saw that you had a lot already so if you can't get there i don't know yeah. who can <laughs> a really <laughs> intriguing side quest is actually finding the ancient tablets up in the sky because mm -hmm. they oh, yeah, give yeah, you yeah. some additional background of zelda's life when she was living there as like their quote-unquote um I, for I forget the the title Our she had Cham chamberlain or oh yeah 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 well, the chamberlain's the one who's writing them. which i assume oh, is yeah. Minoru, no. but uh, yeah no, because uh, Minoru was... Oh, is, no, the Chamberlain's just a... Is, um, a rando. It's just like an unnamed servant yeah. in the castle or whatever. Yeah. yeah. I got a couple of those. I would like to get all of those. I enjoyed mm -hmm. that side quest, too. Yeah, I got several of them, but some of those are pretty hard to reach, yeah. too. Mm -hmm. like, and there's like 13. Some of them collapse into the depths when you land on them. Mm -hmm. You're like, oh, okay, I guess. Like, oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess I'll go down there. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I need to be. Tra I need this to be translated. I need to know. <laughs> mm -hmm. One thing that Terrytown has some dope stuff. Right. Um, oh, you can build like a whole new majestic house, <laughs> even yeah. better than yeah, the yeah, one yeah. that Zelda commandeered. <laughs> and uh, what I, the the bubble gem guy, the bubble gem guy, I forget their brothers. I forget their names. Um, but the other one like that was from Beth of the Kelton Wild. Colton and Colton. Some, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, I liked that quest where you like build models of monsters. <laughs> I've got me a really creepy Phantom Ganon where he's coming right at you. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, a lot of cool extra content. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Because the main content wasn't good enough, there's yeah. a bunch of cool extra content. Mm hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. And just how much the, like, even just the regular surface world has changed. Like, right. Yeah. It was fun going back to places that you've been to in like Breath of the Wild and then being like, oh, this is like here now or this yeah. thing is here. Was that mm -hmm. always here? Like, I don't know. I like yeah. That part. I loved um, like being allowed into Gerudo Town undisguised just right. for like a oh, reaction yeah, yeah. to you. That was really fun, especially the, the little kids who were like <laughs> fascinated by you, but still like trying to follow the rules. So they're like covering their eyes while they're talking <laughs> to you and stuff and they'll like follow you around. It's, it's really cute. Yeah. But then later they're like, and we need to be modernize, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. 
and you can be their like you're like mo- they're like model <laughs> dudes so they can practice talking to <laughs> yeah talking to men in that class always really funny <laughs> Lorland village and everything with you know it's been taken over and you yeah, gotta kind of liberate them yeah i like that sidon replaced the mifa statue in the main this part of the Zoro's domain was a statue of him and you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that they, like, have this whole new area that's, like, in honor of Mifa, too. Yes. Like, they didn't they just didn't... replace the statue. They moved it to, like, a new place of yeah. honor. Yes. I did also appreciate that. I was like, how dare you replace Mifa with me? But whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think it's hilarious. Oh, and there's all the, like, the Giga stuff. They're actually, like, in even more places than they were in Breath mm-hmm. of the Wild. Mm-hmm. Cause they have all their thing subplot in the underground in the in the mm-hmm. depths, and then they also have like taken over, like they take over the tech lab and yeah. um like that hut in on the Great Plateau and stuff like that. They have their little mm-hmm. hideouts where you can go fight them and stuff. Yeah, that's what I never finished too, because I know you can like get the full armor and then like just like hang out with them. Yeah, and, like, <laughs> I think that would be funny. I got two of the three. I need to figure mm-hmm. out where the third one is, but mm-hmm. yeah, same. <laughs> They're yeah. actually pretty like fun. Death Mountains, like completely different because the lava's all yeah, it's gone. Like cooled, and so you can like mm-hmm. like walk on places that you couldn't before, and it's mm-hmm. uncovered like caves and tunnels and stuff. Man, it made the yeah, it's pretty it, cool. It made the depths mm-hmm. really hard because you needed the flame breaker armor, which meant you couldn't have your like. Uh, Minna's helmet or something to protect you from gloom while you're down there. Right. So it was actually one of the more challenging parts of the chasm. Was mm, where you, true. yeah, yeah. I didn't explore much in that area except for the fire temple. Mm, yeah, the fire temple's cool. All the temples are fun. Like we talked about. Yeah. yeah, I like the. They're fun. I wish they were longer. Yeah, yeah. That is that is a valid complaint. In some cases, them. getting to them was a huge part of the journey. Um, but like, yeah, I wish, um, I mean, you're never really going to have like a full on fleshed out, like the old school temples that take a ton of time, but, um, it, you know, it was still, I think an improvement over breath of the wild where it didn't feel, they all felt unique in their own ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also mm-hmm. like getting to them was yeah. often more challenging than breath of the wild. Yeah. I think. Yeah, I felt these are kind of like the almost the perfect balance in, in my perspective because I like the like individual theming and. Like them all being like unique and to their areas and everything, mm-hmm. but I also like the like open endedness of how to beat them. Like I enjoyed that in Breath of the Wild. Yeah. Like where it's just like here's the spot you got to go to, go to it, and then, mm-hmm. so you can like just find figure out your own way to each area in whatever order you want to go. Yeah. And I like that they're kind of. I think one difference between these temples and like past Zelda games that I think is kind of an improvement is they're very like integrated into the area around them so like, you can just walk mm-hmm. into them and like you can just like mm-hmm. for the most part I mean well like for the you know the ship you have to like jump up there yeah. and whatever but but like they're they're technically just there you can just they're just you know like mm-hmm. like it's almost like getting the journey of getting to the temple is part of the temple itself really yeah yeah it's like you can see like like the inner workings of the temple from a distance mm-hmm. and just like get to them and... yeah the wind temple it was like okay i've got i've gone pretty high up i, I think and you kept like craning your neck <laughs> like, jesus christ yeah <laughs> also kept getting colder and colder i was I like know. i'm gonna die i'm gonna freeze to death mm-hmm. like i had to stop and cook yeah. peppers somewhere 
with like a portable pot because I was like, I can't, I'm like, I don't have enough armor for this and I don't have enough money to buy armor because it was the first place I went. <laughs> yeah, and you're like partway up the sky, Tulin's like, you okay there, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> you totally getting cold? Totally fine, I'm totally fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it gets like because it, it gets up to like super freezing in the top part. So, mm -hmm. yeah, and I was like, I have twelve minutes of pepper time before I have to beat this boss. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like the like variety in their like locations too. Like yeah. two of them were up in the sky, but with different mechanics. Because mm -hmm. like uh, yeah, like you were going just like higher and higher on the bouncy things with the wind temper wind wind temple, yeah. and then like the water temple is lower to the ground, but has that like anti gravity floating. <laughs> water mm -hmm. stuff going on yeah that was fun and then Almost. you had the fire temple in the depths and then the, the lightning temple on like the surface so mm -hmm. yeah and, and then the like, spirit explored temple. all parts of it yeah. the spirit temple's in the depths and it's like every all the rooms are split up so like it's not even mm -hmm. like contiguous although yeah. a lot of them had like split up parts and whatever but in that one in particular mm -hmm. it has like a central part and then it has like a bunch of yeah it's like the actual spirit temple is just like one room yeah <laughs> but the, you don't uh, even construct go factory is basically part of that that's right, because you go to the construct factory to build the construct, and then you both go together to the spirit temple, and then there's, that's where you mm -hmm. do the fight. So it's like you have this whole, like, half of the dungeon is in a separate location, yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Some of the yeah. puzzles building yeah. those limbs was, like, some of the more complicated slash intriguing puzzles they had. And that was, like... Mm -hmm. Yeah, there was one that I really struggled with. One of the ones in the spirit temple where you have to, like, get the thing across a gap, and there's, like, the electrified thing. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. on the side i was like what am i supposed to do here mm -hmm. i made a long bridge and yeah, attached I... it to it but i don't <laughs> i don't know what you're supposed to do <laughs> yeah i wound up googling that one because i was like i don't know what you want from me here yeah yeah um i guess you're supposed yeah, to make it go fast you have, on the you have rail. to build like a lot you have to build like a lopsided cart so like the wheels are like on one side higher than the other and then you can have it run across mm -hmm. that oh the electric thing. thing that's like oh yeah that's the like quote-unquote intended solution oh that's bizarre that's yeah. <laughs> definitely not what I did. Um, <laughs> there was one part in there where um, uh, you have to uh, take it through like this this um, lava field, and I think you have wheels that you can use to make it like go through like between these grates, and it'll end up on the other side. And you have to take yeah, it like upstairs lava down on the sides. Yeah, right? <laughs> and then you have to take yeah. it upstairs and have it go back across. But this time, it's just a. a dip back to where you started and i kept trying and trying and trying and trying and i just could not get it through i was like what the fuck and so like i went over there and i realized that that is not the way you're supposed to go i think that's if like you somehow <laughs> lost your thing and you need to go back that's how link like, gets back mm -hmm. without it and there was a door i missed that you had to open and let them through i was like oh <laughs> thank god okay <laughs> I um yeah, it I, thought seemed... the, I thought the construct factory was fun like yeah it was because it's mm -hmm. a bunch of like like Zonai parts, like it's basically like a massive shrine where you have a bunch of like mm -hmm. weird Zonai parts, yeah. and then you have like the things that are holding the actual pieces of the construct, and you can like attach stuff to it, so like you can use it as a vehicle or whatever. It's kind of fun. Mm -hmm. That's what I did at least. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But all of them were fun and interesting. Like all the temples were different and interesting, and mm -hmm. I enjoyed them. Mm -hmm. I kind of like the callback in the the lightning temples very similar to like some of the other like desert temples where it's like a tower. I was just thinking about you that know? with the light manipulation. Yeah, with light. With yeah, light. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
Yeah, was I love a good light puzzle in a Zelda game. So it's like mirrors, mirrors. That. Yeah, <laughs> I know, I know where this is going. <laughs> yeah, as soon as I got like a like Zonai capsule that had like a like pocket mirror or whatever, I was like, yes. <laughs> pocket mirror. You're like a mirror, you say? But then usually it's like mm-hmm. I would just end up using the ultra hand to like hold it up high enough. Like I don't know if you're supposed mm-hmm. to do something else. Maybe that is what you're supposed to do, but. I don't remember attaching them. Maybe they, maybe you did get attached to something. I can't remember. Most of the time, they're like up high, and you can't really adjust it. Mm-hmm. So I just like held them <laughs> up really high. Yeah, I think them. a lot of times you just had to like move the other mirrors in place, yeah. and then mm-hmm. you just had to hold it at the right angle yeah. to start off your like chain of light. Yeah, yeah, that was fun. I fucking hate the gibdo mushroom thing though. It was yes. Horrible. yes, 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 yes. <laughs> the nest. <laughs> yeah, it's really satisfying to hit them with um, yes reuse mm-hmm. lightning though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's the only thing that makes it good. <laughs> it's like when you get to destroy it. Yeah. I love the, the I mean, it, it didn't end up being, I was hoping it would have been more challenging at the end, but when they had you defending Gerudo town and setting up like, uh, what, you know, Army. this, this, this outfit of Gerudo warriors, you're going to put here and then you're going to put like a cannon here, like, art, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like yeah. just setting up the town's defenses and setting up whatever zone devices you wanted. I thought that was like, like basically a tower defense. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The first time I fucked it up, but then I was like, okay, I finally get what you want me to do, you know? And they were like, oh, where do you want to put your units? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> what do you want? I'm not a general. What do you want from me? <laughs> yeah. That was fun. That had, that area had one of my favorite gags in the game where like, there's the one Gerudo who's like really obsessed with the cannon. <laughs> And then, like, when you're done, he, she's, like, says that you can fire off a, like, one cannon salute in honor of, like, their victor- the victory. <laughs> then when you do it, everyone starts yelling at her. <laughs> and she was like, oh, I just thought we could fire off a salute. And also, the vote did it. <laughs> 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 it just immediately throws you under the bus. <laughs> That's funny. The whole part is kind of cool, and you get to go in, like, under the, in their, like, little secret hideout for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and then you have to do the same too, defense thing at you're the... You're too short to look into the door, so you have to put a box mm. in front of it. <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> the, you also have to defend uh, the oasis. So there's like a multiple kind of like tower defense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I think that um, was my favorite. Um, I think she's my favorite sage out of them. And the favorite just temple and uh, access to the temple. I think I just like mm-hmm. that whole thing a lot. Mm-hmm. Out of all of them. Yeah. 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 I think the climb to the Wind Temple was my favorite, like, temple access mm-hmm. part. But I really enjoyed the, like, Gerudo region as a whole. Like, just, like, yeah. like interacting with the people there. And, yep, yep. Like, defending the town and everything. I think my favorite sage is Minoru. But I agree with all <laughs> the other things that you just said. Yeah. Like, climbing, climbing all the bouncing sails on the airboats and, like, all the stuff leading up to the Lightning Temple... It's really fun. Still a bit disturbed by the, um, by the, um, the drug epidemic. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) In the Goron area, but... Yeah, I I wouldn't say... I would say the fire temple was probably my least favorite actual in terms of the puck. Cause it was like going around the mine carts and as soon as yeah. you get turned around, it was like, I, I didn't like between that and then like the drug thing, I, <laughs> that was probably my least favorite. It's not even that like I didn't, I disliked it. It just, that was at the bottom. 
I really like launching Unovo when you're riding the carts. Yes. That is fun. Really fun. That was definitely yeah. cool. And I also one of the one of my favorite uh music, uh like background music things from the game is in the Fire Temple. So I really enjoyed the music there. But yeah, I thought I also agree that I thought like it was kind of fun turning all the minecarts and stuff, but I just wasn't super into the like minecart thing in general. Yeah. It's in a lot of there's a lot of like temples and stuff where you have to use little minecarts and it's like it's fine, like whatever. <laughs> not my favorite thing. Yeah, in terms of the actual temples themselves, I, I think I think it would be the Spirit Temple for me. The Water Temple was actually quite fun in its own way, but Spirit Temple, like, yeah. some about lights and mirrors, just love that stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you mean the Lightning Temple, then? The Lightning Temple? Yes, yes, yes. Spirit Temple was the Gerudo Temple in Ocarina of Time, and it yeah. has a lot of similar... So I is that... Mm-hmm. I assume that's what, what happened, right, Ben? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I had the hardest time at the Water Temple. And I ended up, like, because I went with Sidon up there, and, like, we split off, and I ended up getting to the Water Temple and missing the part where you reunite with him. And I was like, okay, so he's going to be here somewhere on this temple. So Wait, so I, did you op- unlock the temple without him? I, I just made it up to the temple. like I, oh, So okay. I activated the door. The, no, I don't. I don't remember if I was I able to activate. He's there. Yeah, yeah, but like I was there and I was able to explore around it. And yeah, I found you can walk like around. I basically went through the map and I was like, okay, I imagine like there's there's that door be here with the fire coming down that you have to use his ability to yeah. walk through. And I was like, yeah. I assume I need Sidon to get through that. He's not going to be there. Where is he? <laughs> and I finally looked at my map and I guess there was a, like a platform right below. It's like right in front. That I yeah, yeah that I didn't go to. I somehow <laughs> skipped that. And got to the water <laughs> temple uh, by missing that. And so I reunited with him. And then I already knew what to do since I pretty much did the temple just without him. Mm-hmm. Um, That's funny. Yeah. 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 I had uh, something similar when I got to the wind temple because it's the first one I got to. I didn't realize that you had to, like, activate the temple. Mm. Like, to start. Yeah. So, like, the part where, like, Tulin runs over and... Was just hanging out there. I just started like I was like, I guess I have to do the temple by myself. And it's like <laughs> I started like going around, and like I died, and I had to like restart from like outside the climb. Oh. And I was like, this is ridiculous. And oh. then like I finally realized that you have to actually yeah, if you activate the temple, activate the temple. It's like what you have to go do it in one go. What the heck? And then like yeah, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, it's not Majora's Mask. <laughs> did it wrong. Yeah, it's <laughs> funny. And I was like, some of this stuff seems like I would need tooling for it. Yeah, like, yeah you just, have like, to. Navigating. Like, like, I didn't even know about, like, activating the locks yet. Because right. I didn't get that. Oh, yeah, but activate so sail... But even just, navi- even just navigating around, I was like, kind of seems like I would need him for this. Yeah. Because <laughs> you, you have to fly down to the bottom, too, on that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I finally realized you have to actually, like, <laughs> you just, just walk him. over and talk yeah. to him and activate the temple. <laughs> there was a couple times where I needed to trigger something, and it, like, wouldn't for whatever reason like it would uh, it would take me a while to figure out what i need to trigger like i think during also the setup with riju where you have to go over there and like shoot the things or whatever i was just like i know that i need you just come like i don't <laughs> like 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 let's start the thing you know like let's do the thing i can't remember exactly what happened but there's there's a couple times where i remember like trying to where you have to go through a series a sequence of like cutscenes or whatever or talk to them a sequence of times I think it was actually the fire mm. temple. I like, walked in and I was like, where the fuck are you? And he was like waiting. Nobo was like outside of the fire temple because you have to talk to him on the like ramp up into it, even though it's completely open. I was like, okay, whatever, man. Like, <laughs> I'm already here. You catch up. Yeah. It was a little strange. 
<laughs> Sometimes. Most of the time it was fine. But Yeah. I guess it's a downside. Yeah, being once able to I figured in. it out with that first temple, it's like, okay, now I get that you have to activate the temples before you <laughs> And you have to do certain things in a certain order sometimes to like get mm-hmm. the get the cutscenes to progress or get the like, you know, mm-hmm. get things to unlock yeah. the, where you can interact with them. Mm-hmm. So do you want to talk about speedruns? Is it time? Right, speedruns. Okay. So um because I spent a lot of time playing the game, I haven't actually <laughs> watched a speedrun. I didn't have time. But I That's looked fine. at the different techniques that you can use. Um, so I can go over some of those. And then I also have, um, it looks like Gymnast86 has been the most prolific uh, speedrunner in this game. Didn't they also um, do Breath of the Wild? I feel like I recognize that name. Yeah, he, he's, he's pretty big in a lot of them. Um, I've watched some of his speedruns from the um, Games Done Quick for, mm-hmm. I think I watched him do... Uh, Wind Waker, and mm. uh, I think he did Twilight Princess or Skyward Sword. I think he did one of those. Mm. Um, and uh, I think another one at least. Um, he does mostly 3D Zelda games. Um, mm. He's pretty, pretty, yeah, he's a pretty big name, I think, in the community. Um, uh, the day it came out, he beat the game in an hour and 34 minutes and 34 seconds. <laughs> Um, wow. and then, um, it's, he, his, that's any percent. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, that was the day it came out. So I think it was, it was literally just beat the game. Um, so like, yeah. I remember, yeah, that morning, um, uh, I looked at YouTube before I went to work and I saw, you know, uh, his speed run and I was like two hours speed run. Okay. Crazy. Wait, you yeah. posted this at like two in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he probably got the game at midnight. Yeah, and just beat it. And played it. Yeah. And beat it. <laughs> yeah. Um so that was cool. And then uh his most recent time is on June seventh. He got fifty three minutes and fifty five seconds. Um That's pretty good. But player five has him beat at forty nine minutes and forty two seconds. Ooh. Yeah. Um so it's a pretty quick game to beat, uh, but not as fast as uh, Breath of the Wild yet. <laughs> yet. Yet. I'm sure they'll mm. find a way. Yeah. Um, so uh, one of the things that's a little disappointing is there's some pretty cool glitches that have been patched out. Um, <laughs> How rude. <laughs> I know. Um, so... There is I noticed a th- there was a patch recently that it was downloading updates recently. Yeah. So. Yeah, it seems like it's mostly been getting rid of like item duplication glitches. Yes. Oh, dear. Um, so that was one of the biggest ones is item duplication glitches where you can trick the game into um, dropping items from your inventory while keeping them in your inventory at the same time. Nice. So you can get multiples of your items. So that way, you know, if you just need Lionel Horns to do big damage, great. Um, you can do that. Um... There is a, something called the ABCs, which stands for Auto Build Cancel Slide. <laughs> so when you go into the Auto Build uh, rune, um, Link does like an animation, and then the menu comes up for yeah. Auto Building. And then I think if you sel- I was I was hard to understand. It might be um, either between then and during that time you can do something. So you can activate that that ruin 
switched to the Ultra Hand. Um, yeah. And stuff like that. And then it like kind of messes things up. But I think you have to cancel auto-build into auto-build. And then if you do <laughs> okay. it right, um, you can do other things while auto-building. So the auto-build is up there. The, the little blueprint is up yeah, the there. And yeah. it'll um, start collecting things to build. And you can maneuver it. Like, it's, it's collidable. So if you walk forward and it hits something, it'll start walking... Like, you'll walk closer to it, and you can stand on it. And once you stand on it, because this position is basically rela relative to you. So if you stand on it, you could then start walking, and it will hover with you. And you <laughs> can move in any direction that you want, and it will not go down. Because it's mm -hmm. holding you up, and its position is relative to you. So as you walk forward, it'll walk forward. It's just, like, underneath you, no matter where you are. Basically, yeah. yeah. Um, but it's very easy to walk off, and um, it tries to keep the closest, like, the, so whatever um, you see on the auto build, right, um, whatever angle you have it built at is the angle that is going to try and hold it, so that side mm -hmm. is going to be closest to you. So if you go somewhere, it's going to, like, rotate to try and have that part be with you, um, mm -hmm. closest with you. So they typically make a box. And you can even put a slope on the box so you can walk up the slope and the thing will go up with you. Mm -hmm. And then you can move to the side and it'll slowly turn one way. Um, and then for some reason, just the way it works, it'll turn one side, either left or right, by walking forward. And then it'll turn the other direction by if you're in the back, <laughs> but it'll turn much oh. quicker. So um, you have to be a little more precise with that. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah. So, um, it's interesting. <laughs> so you use that to walk places? You can, yeah, to, fl to, to fly. Cross to, things yeah. to fly. Um, yeah, okay. There is something called a uh, recall launch, um, where you can throw a spear, recall it, um, as it's like still in the air, attach it to a plank, and then recall it again. And at some point, um, while you're on the plank, it, like, jerks, and it will launch you straight up in the air. Um, <laughs> so that's an easy way to gain a lot of height really fast. Um, there's a way that you can um, jump slash cancel. So you jump attack, um, and then, well, I think you jump, you shield surf, you jump attack, and then you, let me see, what does it say exactly? Um, um, it, if the game, so this is what it says on, online. If the game believes the player has a bow equipped when there is none, any attempt at performing a jump slash will be canceled immediately while still giving the desired height. So basically, if you, like, pull out your bow and drop it at the same time or something like that, the game kind of ha thinks that you have a bow equipped. Mm -hmm. And then you can jump slash, pull out your bow, um, and it'll, like, not know what to do. And you can just jump slash again, pull out your bow, and keep going uh, on and on and on to gain infinite mm -hmm. height. Mm -hmm. um, there's also a way, something called arrow smuggle, um, where you... 
pick up an arrow. You have it held in midair. Wait, no, hold on. Basically, you pick up an arrow and drop your bow at the same time. So Link only has the arrow in his hand and not a bow. And then you don't even have to worry about like constantly like trying to drop your bow and pick back up at the same time while you're doing this jump slash thing. Um, so it allows you to gain a lot of height a lot faster. Um, mm. Which is kind of cool. And then... Um, there are two more that I'm going to talk about. One, oh, where it, uh, I forgot what it stands for, but one is called Gas, which sounds, I don't remember what it stands for, but basically you attach, you try and attach a Zonite device while it's on, onto one of your items, but you drop it at the same time. And then you immediately equip a different weapon of the same or, or shield, and um, then you have the Zonite device attached to your your gear, and you can have it activated um, while it's not in your while you don't have it out. So like just on your back, it'll be activated, and um, it drains battery power. But one of the things that's interesting about it is unlike other things, for some reason when it's in this state, if you do something to stop time, so if you recall uh, and you don't select anything, you just in that frozen state, or if you're talking to an NPC or you're resting, that uh, is still active and it is producing the effect, right? So the wind effect for the fan or the um, the... Uh, fires for the flame emitter or something like that. Um, and so when you unpause the game from whatever state you're in, it'll load all of those all, all at the same time. And what that lets you do is because the game is trying to load everything, you can clip through walls and floors a lot easier. Um, so you can do that to just go through most thin surfaces like if you're going through a very thick rock um you may have a harder time um and it may you just may not go far enough to cross the boundary and it may just kick you back out to in front of the the, the, the rock or something like that but you can go through a lot of the smaller um thinner surfaces pretty easily infinite damage uh which isn't quite infinite damage but um if you are doing a spin attack with a two-handed weapon and at the same moment that you uh, hit an enemy with it, you pick up an item you haven't picked up before, and it brings up that screen that's like, oh, you've picked this up, um, and it gives you that brief description, The your weapon is still active and will keep hitting them until it breaks. Um, so the, this is most the easiest to do on the, the Hinox. Um, you spin attack, uh, you hit it, and then you pick up one of the swords that it has uh, along its belt. Um... You can activate that state and you'll instantly kill it. Oh. Um, yeah. So those are some of the cool things. There's there's a huge list of other um, techniques. Um, even if uh, so, I'm, uh, if you go to zeldaspeedrun.com, they have. Um, this is where I'm getting most of this information from. Um, they have a list of all the different um, patched. 
uh, glitches that are, don't work anymore um, through the different versions and such. So there's like something called Ghost Glue, Ultra Broken, <laughs> Smuggle Stacking Zuggle. Um, which I, from what I saw, I saw a little something that it seemed like you could put a bunch of different weapons into the same equip slot. That's what it sounded like. Um, so I, I, I wasn't able to get more information about it, but I think you do something similar, uh, where you just overload the game with so much stuff in one spot that it like can't load everything properly. Um, uh, but yeah, there's a lot of gas stuff that has all now been, um, patched out oh guardless active shield there it is that's what it's called um guardless active shield shield. so your shield is active while you're not holding the guard button Mm. um and that allows you to do all the the zonai stuff um and you can from there usually when you freeze time you can do all these different things um oh one of them is in addition to to clipping um you um if you have that mode active and you have a battery over your head and you ascend, um, I think you can do other things. But like, I th- I think specifically with like the fan, um, all that wind, I, from what it sounded like, all that wind builds up and you get launched straight up in the air. Mm. Um, and then, um, actually, if for that one, I think you need to have it equipped to your sword instead, because then it's pointing straight down rather than on your back. But you same sort of thing um, without it being. Uh, used, it's active, and it'll launch you straight up in the air, and it'll stay launching um, so that you keep gaining some height as you're like, because you have a fan basically pushing you up uh, and all that. So it's it's cool. It's neat. Some interesting stuff that they've got going on. It's good times. Yep. This game is fresh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they'll, I'm sure it'll get shorter. I'm sure people will find new things. Yeah, although they are things. patching things out. So, um, actually, I want to. I wonder if um, I'm so silly. I forgot to even look here. I think I was looking at um, Zelda Speedrun, which didn't update. On Speedrun.net, um, there have been uh, gymnast four days ago beat uh, the previous record at 44 minutes and 48 seconds, and yesterday, player five has 44 minutes and 43 seconds. <laughs> um, so player five the is Titans of yeah. Speed, player five is still in the lead, but I think it's an updated time. For the record, yesterday was July 15th, for people yes. listening to this. So, yeah. Oh, uh, version 1.2, it looks like if you've updated and you don't have the glitches, the fastest speed time right now is 52 minutes and 45 seconds. So a oh. solid 10 minutes, uh, 8 minutes. 8 minutes you lose by not having the glitches available to you. So that's hmm. not all that bad. Um as of right now, there's only one person who has done all dungeons um, it, with the newest version uh, in four hours and ten minutes. So, again, you want number two spot, you probably could do it. <laughs> At least number three by the time this comes out. You probably have a chance. Um, this comes out mm-hmm. in two weeks, basically. Yeah, so. yeah. You might have yeah. a chance to, to make your name for yourself a number two or number three. Uh, if You could you definitely get top five. Yeah. Probably. Um... <laughs> But if you want to do all dungeons uh, with the with the glitches previously, it's three hours and fifteen minutes and twenty one seconds. Hmm. Nosley. Uh, okay, so the person who has the number one, the only the only record um, is number seventeen, 
for the previous version in the all dungeon category. Mm -hmm. um, so it seems like maybe, but the, that's a month old. So it seems like maybe that this person is pretty active, you know. Um, mm -hmm. So I don't know. Uh, let's see. All main quests to do that takes four hours and twenty five minutes and twenty five seconds by Keiko Yellow. Um, or if you want to do the oh, that's empty. No one has done. You can just straight up try and do it with the newest uh, newest patch. You'll be number one. <laughs> I think would take a lot longer and is a lot harder, but no one has it right now. Mm -hmm. uh, I like your your pro tips about which ones which speedruns to do <laughs> if you just want to have your name on the leaderboard. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the previous one, uh, fifteen days ago, we've got eight hours, seven minutes, and forty seconds to do all shrines. Well. There's a lot of shrines. There's like 150, so it's, it's substantial. It's a couple minutes, a few minutes of shrine. Yeah, <laughs> you could probably do the shrines relatively fast, but I would just imagine getting there is got to be challenging. Yeah, they just finding them all. Yeah, lots I haven't even seen. Running to all of them or or whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then also getting through the the first shrines because you have to to leave the Sky Island. So does that mean it's time? For visuals and music? <laughs> yeah, I suppose so. <laughs> I mean, I'm just asking. No, know? I think so. <laughs> okay, visuals, let's do it. I want to talk about <laughs> them. Although, I don't... There's actually... There are some differences from Breath of the Wild, but obviously this takes place in the same world and same, like, visual world as Breath of the Wild. So, in terms of the main overworld... You have a lot of the same look and feel and a lot of the same like characters and locations and items in terms of their like visual styling. However, this time, instead of Malice, we have Gloom, which is very similar to Malice, but still mm -hmm. like hot pink and whatever, except it hurts now. Yes. That's the difference, right? <laughs> For the most part. Although I guess I guess the Malice also hurt you if you ran into it or whatever, but it, it wouldn't perma-damage you like Gloom does. Mm -hmm. Um and like it's I think there's way more of it around, like especially in the right. depths. Yeah. Yeah. So you have this kind of glowing pink goo everywhere. Um the depths themselves obviously have a different aesthetic, like it's a new a new area. There's like kind of floating particulates everywhere. It's very similar to like the upside down from <laughs> from uh, Stranger Things. <laughs> Except for the goo. Although I guess there was kind of goo. There was goo in the Upside Down. Wasn't also, there? Now I think. Yeah. yeah, there is. Yeah. Now I think about it. <laughs> it's a very creepy aesthetic, but it was... Yeah, those particles make a big difference to me. That's Wait, the first thing I, I thought know. of when I thought of visuals. Like, that was the, in, the immediate... Because, again, you know, I didn't know about that at all going into the game. So to be kind of... Oh, yeah. Right. Come down here and there's these particles and you can't see two feet in front of you. It was just a really nice switch. It's a good surprise too. I feel like they did a good job like marketing like the sky, we're gonna work yeah. in the sky, everything is great. And then they're like, also you have to go to the depths and you're like, What? <laughs> like yeah. nobody ever talked about it. Like I, at least I don't know, I never saw any. No, no, I I think they, they I think even like, um it was on a, a very strict need to know basis within Nintendo even. Which really <laughs> sounds Nintendo of them. Yeah, so. that does. Yeah. <laughs> that does. But yeah, so the depths themselves also have like their own landscape and there's different um like there's different like plants and 
there's like rocks and like trees there's even like gloom trees and shit mm -hmm. <laughs> like the a gloom ever means and stuff there's everything yeah. all like the monsters down there are covered in gloom which is also new aesthetically and like as a mechanic right um yeah. and then yeah like i think the main important thing about the depths is it is pitch dark around right. where you are if you haven't activated um like a light route so your visual like your vision is restricted in the depths um which aesthetically uh creates a nice dark uh horror movie type feel basically <laughs> one other thing um is there's a new blood moon sequence which i guess is like kind of a visual thing it's just updated with different enemies and there's new dialogue and one thing that's also interesting, like, which I guess is more of a sound thing, is like Zelda's not there <laughs> after you <laughs> fight Ganon in the castle. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, just kidding, it was actually Ganon, now the mm -hmm. puppet's gone. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. Yeah, that was a very neat addition. <laughs> yeah. Because it's the same the whole time in Breath of the Wild. So. Yeah. Just like removing it, removing Zelda from that sequence is like pretty. Like, Gives it a little even more like meaning, I guess, which is interesting. This to me was like the, oh, the coolest, yeah. the coolest that Link's ever looked with his Raru hand, <laughs> and like yeah, oh cool, yeah, it's just uh, his glowing Raru hand. Yeah, mm -hmm. you can you know dress him up however you like. I just I thought that did a good job with that, and then this any anything Zonai aesthetic was really cool. Yeah, it was cool. All the glowing. Yeah, and, is green I, and glowing. I'm I'm a big fan of green. Uh, so all yeah the the switch from the red to the green was huge for me. I love yeah, that from like orange and blue to green and blue. Yeah, yeah. I like the new shrine aesthetics overall. I mean, like all the zona aesthetics all kind of like fit together, but the shrines I think is where you would encounter yeah. it the most. Mm -hmm. So even like the outside has this like it looks kind of like a like pottery or like stone, as mm -hmm. opposed to like the Shiko ones that yeah. looked like. They were look like I don't know. They kind of like the ones in Breath in uh, Tears of the Kingdom look like more even more organic than the ones in Breath of the Wild. Like they look like a rock that was just yeah. like dropped there, and then you can like warp through it. Like mm. I like that the door the door in the in Breath of the Wild is like it's like an elevator. Yeah, like you can tell it's like technology, but it's like the Zonai's technology is so more it's advanced in such a way that it's like blended in with the environment. <laughs> like you just mm -hmm. walk through the wall, which is pretty cool. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I enjoyed that aspect a lot. There's that theme also of like the the gates, like the kind of Orboros with the two dragons, uh, like head to tail in a circle. That's mm -hmm. like the main logo of the game, but it's also in a lot of the Zonai stuff in the game. So like all those like the portals that you touch to open, like to like re to ready the the temple, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> or um, like the gate around the shrine. Or the gates inside the shrines often have the double-headed dragon or double mm -hmm. dragon in there, which is pretty cool. Yeah. The shrines also have, like, an updated aesthetic. The interior is obviously, like, updated. And one of the things that it has is this, like, zen, like, dry rock garden pattern texture on the floor. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of, like, sort of, I don't know, like, zen design influence in the shrines inside the shrines and in like all the zonai spaces or whatever like temple of time also and like the temple where the drag where you get uh where it turns out that zelda was a dragon or whatever yes. <laughs> like that that one the, the the with the eye the dragon this what it's called it's like storm whatever island or lightning storm island or oh, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. island 
where it's like a dragon shape and then there's a like an eye mm-hmm. at the end. Yeah, there's the same aesthetic is also carried through there. Mm-hmm. Which I really enjoy, first of all, just like visually. I think it's really striking. Mm-hmm. Like I thought the Sheikah aesthetic was really nice, but I really like the way they elevated and like changed the aesthetic for all the Zonai technology in this game. Yeah, I like how like, oh, just like how like the dragon motif was like a something like pretty common to like the Zonai ruins in Breath of the Wild. Right. And so mm-hmm. they just kind of like obviously have some like sort of worship of the dragon spirits with that like island that's like shaped after Farosh and like mm. accessing it is like you have to like wear the like Farosh uh, outfit mm-hmm. and like there's those other dragon based like outfits yeah. that you say like were used in rituals or whatever. Mm-hmm. The um, Kakariko Village, the ancient ring ruins were really cool. Like having them like float mm-hmm. in pieces. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. Um and like ascending into them, everyone's like, "Holy crap! How'd you do that?" Uh, <laughs> and then just in general, like again, like we keep talking about the prologue, but like the the colors of the zone, are like green and like the green and like darkness, it's just it fed into the aesthetic change. I feel like you compare mm-hmm. like Ocarina to Majora, and it, it's kind mm-hmm. of a similar type of uh, feel where they went for creepier, darker, and mm-hmm. more foreboding. And they they yeah. chose the right color palette for that, I think. Yeah. More also more like austere, at least in the interiors in the in the um in the temples and stuff like that too. Yeah. Um, I really like the ceilings of the shrines. Me too. It's almost got like an underwater mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like look to it. It's kind of wavy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like it, like you can sort of see like stuff through it. Like it looks like there's like other. Like stuff up there that you can't get to. But. I also really like all the the seal the symbols and like the hand the symbol the seals around the the hand like gate and stuff. The symbols look like um like ancient Chinese writing. It kind of looks like seal script to me. There's actually a very specific um, style of seal script that I found, which is called bird insect or bird worm seal script here i have sent you a video in the chat you may look at it or not a video an image in the chat but like you can see how this style of script is characterized by these like long kind of like wiggly shapes like a worm that's why it's called bird worm or bird insect and add little bird heads and stuff but i think you can see like there's multiple types of of seal like kind of ornamental ancient seal script and they all look very similar to like the symbols in the shrines and the symbols on like the zonai um like architecture which is really cool mm-hmm. i think i also saw that the like sage symbols that appear mm-hmm. on the on the stones are like kanji for those words but with like a eye motif added mm-hmm. on. right so seal script so seal script is like <laughs> these are all they're they're ancient versions of chinese mm-hmm. that were then adapted into japanese right so it's like the uh, mm-hmm. it's probably the kanji or like the like chinese character for that with additions mm-hmm. with additional shapes so and that's all it's actually if you really want to dig into it also like um i think all these things are kind of like referring to this period of of like ancient history not ancient but like past history where zen aesthetic was developing and like writing styles were shifting in china and coming to japan so it's very interesting all reference to Mm -hmm. all kind of the same like it's all tied in together with the aesthetic which is really cool i think Mm -hmm. and they just they look as which makes sense with the (laughs) yeah yeah which makes sense with the zonai being like an ancient culture that like came down to 
Hyrule and started influencing things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's kind of it's an in, in, aesthetically it's an interesting blend of all these like ancient things, but also like modern. Like it's like robots, but then there's like ancient seal script. Like it's pretty cool. Yeah, I, I enjoyed this. That mm-hmm. choices they made in this game visually. Mm-hmm. In addition to just the green glow in general, which I also like. Yeah. I like how everything's kind of mm-hmm. glowy. Yeah. And the secret stones are Magatama stones. Oh, yeah, you're right. The the comma shape. Mm-hmm. Which are like another like really ancient... Uh... Just the... Yeah. And like the circle, like kind of Orboros or circle itself is a symbol of this like symbol of completion and symmetry and balance is like really i think it also ties to that like general theme of connection and aesthetic of like things you you already mentioned it i think where you're saying like the story has this sort of like everything that starts finishes in kind of like the same place and like there's a lot of like symmetry in the story and i think that's mm-hmm. also reflected in some of the aesthetic choices which is also interesting yeah the duality yeah. Yeah, they done did a good job. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> I didn't have any other specific visual things. I also just wanted to call out a couple of things, but I really want to talk about music. So uh, also, there's that. Okay. But if there's other visual things that you want to talk about, the things that you liked or like. Um, I mean, I think something that um, like with Ben said about like Kakariko, um, how it mm-hmm. looked really nice. Um, I think, and, and not just Kakariko, but like I think being in the sky and being to see these huge landmarks mm-hmm. from a distance. It was always very like mm-hmm. pleasing, right? Because like mm-hmm. sometimes, because like you get lost up there and like, oh, that's yeah. where I am. I know where that is. So like, this is where I am in relation to it. And there are these very unique landmarks throughout. Um, I mean, like there's the the, the geoglyphs as well, right. but like other big things around mm-hmm. in different areas. Like even just seeing the chasms from up there, like how visible they are from so high up and things like that. I think. Um, just in general, it's a very pretty game and being able to, and like Breath of the Wild was too, but like being able to see things from that angle from so far away, I think really adds to it in a way mm-hmm. that um, you didn't get. Previously. And you just add all the shit mm-hmm. in the sky. Like you start to really understand, like Skyward Sword was one thing, you get to play in the sky, there's a map up there, but like this was like yeah. levels of sky. Like, right. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think with that, there were clouds like blocking you from um yeah from seeing one one from the other you know mm-hmm. so they were very separated whereas here it is very integrated and very well yeah i think this is what they really wanted skyward sword to be yeah just couldn't yeah. do it on the on the wii's technology right it's really impressive too because i mean you can dive from like way up in the sky all the way down to the depths in one smooth mm-hmm, motion mm-hmm. Like, yeah there's no yeah, there's no like obvious transition or anything. Yeah. I'm sure there's some load. There must be some loading happening. Uh, yeah, point. but I don't. But yeah, I think you like transition in into like a tunnel, yeah, kind of thing yeah. into the depths. But it's like they make it so like it's pretty seamless. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't. As a player, it doesn't feel like you're loading. Yeah, you mm-hmm. don't really notice. You just feel like you're falling. It's you mentioned the um, geoglyphs, which mm-hmm. I totally forgot about. <laughs> to, forgot mm-hmm. to talk about, but yeah. the geoglyphs are also yeah. like where you find the Zelda's uh, memories. And they're reminiscent of the Nazca lines, which mm-hmm. I think people are probably familiar with. <laughs> which are large geoglyphs um, in Peru. You can Google it. <laughs> you can see them. They're very, they're very similar looking. Although they're not glowy in real life. They're just big 
big lines. Yeah, but they are like, <laughs> like almost like unfathomably big, and you Huge. can really only see what they are from like a really high vantage point. So mm-hmm. that same kind of. <laughs> And, like, aesthetically, they're also similar in their, like, shape and mm-hmm. the, their style and, like, what the way they choose to visually represent things. So, yeah, it's definitely an allusion to that. That's yeah. why, Alwyn, you said you found the cutscene with Sonia and Ganondorf so early on. And I was like, how did you find that one? That one was hard. That glyph was huge. <laughs> yes, some of them were really hard to find inside the – of walk around the, like, geoglyph for, like, ten minutes trying to find the actual, mm-hmm. like, tier. But yeah. yeah, after the first couple, I would try to like find a place nearby, and like if you looked at it through the uh, scope, sometimes you could see the which That's tier so was smart. filled in. But yeah. but some of them were challenging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like they were well placed too, because like I found them in like roughly the right order. That's good. Like just in my like natural wanderings, mm-hmm. like like I definitely I found the um like the master sword one last. Like oh, I found that one first. But I mm-hmm. mean. If you played Zelda, you know the Master Sword's not a spoiler, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, the one where it shows, like, it pretty much tells you that Zelda's going to become a dragon. I oh, no, I meant the first one where it goes back in time, and you see it from Zelda's perspective, which I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what I did, because, like, yeah, one of my friends uh, told me, like, th- that you could watch them out of order. So, mm-hmm. and that, that you could find the order if you wanted. And I did, but it was too hard to just try and get them naturally in order, uh, like perfectly, mm. so I just skipped all the cutscenes and watched them all at once. Once I found them all, <laughs> uh, which I think really that's funny. <laughs> yeah, I recommend that. Um, it makes it a lot easier than trying to like remember which which one I is wanted which. The intrigue. And... I kind of liked that mm-hmm. it was yeah, out I like... of order. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When I mean like roughly the right order, I mean like I found like yeah, like the earliest one fairly early, and like the middle ones kind of toward the middle, and like the ending ones kind of toward the end. I definitely didn't find them like in the yeah, yeah, order, yeah. but I kind of liked that like. Like, oh, what's going on there? And then you go back and fill in some of the information. I definitely did. And, like, the most spoilery ones were locked behind progression. Like, you yeah. couldn't find the you, like you couldn't find the Zelda transforming one until after you found mm-hmm. all the other ones. Yeah. And, like, that worked yeah. generally for me until I heard that Ellen saw the Ganondorf <laughs> and Sonya one, like, the second one she found. And I was like... Yeah, but then yeah. it was like, but what happened? You know? So, yeah, I so found that fine. one fairly early. Yeah. Yeah, I found that one fairly early on, too. But, yeah, it worked as, like, entry. Like, I went from, like... Everyone being like fairly happy, yeah. You're like, and then like all of a sudden, I'm like, oh god, someone's dead. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> my, my wife and I saw a bunch of Sonya and Zelda interacting. So then that happened, and it kind of hit like, oh, oh no, <laughs> like it kind of hit more. Yeah, like um, I think I'd seen the like, yeah, like the little dinner party one before that, but I still found it like fairly early on, like before I saw any of the other Ganon. Pretty sure stuff, I saw the so. one with her gravestone before the one where she gets assassinated because they're separate mm-hmm. and he was like oh sonia and i was like why did she die what but i don't know i kind of like that though i like that mm-hmm. it's like mysterious mm-hmm. i mean this game has a lot of i think like we talked about how in breath of the wild all the memories kind of like built up the intrigue about what happened in the past mm-hmm. i think mm-hmm. tears of the kingdom takes it to like a whole other level of like mystery story of what's happening mm-hmm. i kind of liked that yeah yeah, I think it also kind of fits, like, in-universe how the memories were, like, placed. Because, I mean, mm-hmm. it was just, like, the last, like, desperate emotional, like, memories that Zelda had as she's, like, yeah. transforming into the dragon. So mm-hmm. it makes sense that they'd be just kind of scattered at random. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely like their edition <laughs> and, like, I think it fit well with the story. I do miss the sort of, like, the the trying to figure out where the pictures were from the other one. 
from Breath mm-hmm. of the Wild. Like you have a, a clue as to where it is, and now you have to find it. So I wish they did something similar to replace that part of it. Um, because I do miss that gameplay element, but I think I think what they did is I like that in concept more than I liked in practice. Because I'd be like, this is obviously the area, too, but yeah. you have to hunt down the like exact specific spot. Yeah, yeah, just... yeah. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. That, that's my thought on that. Um, but I, again, I do think that it was the right call. Uh, what they ended up doing mm-hmm. and all that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you get a bit of that if you find the um, the like map with the geoglyphs. Mm-hmm. And, like, mm-hmm that old temp old temple mm-hmm. right oh yeah that's right i forgot about that part because you'd be like oh this one's roughly over here and there was some places in the depths where you found like an ascension tower and it would take you all the way up to the main land but right mm-hmm. in front of one of the glyphs so it was one of those like there's mm-hmm. multiple ways to kind of mm-hmm. find help to get to find them oh. i enjoyed those yeah. all those moments where like you either have like a a deep dive from way up in the sky or like a long ascension from deep down in the depths are always like so cool. Like, <laughs> like the first time I found one of those little like ascension tower things, it like brought me like all the way up to the top of a mountain. And I was like, this is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> sort of related. Cause I was just thinking about the, the actual like visual when you're ascending, but also really like those like Rauru's blessing shrines where the, you go inside and it's just like floating mm-hmm. and there's just kind of mm-hmm. like green and blue stuff happening on the, on the walls. Like, Mm-hmm. Both that and the aesthetic, the like the visual thing where you're like swimming through the the like material when you're ascending is I really enjoyed both of those uh, like the mm-hmm. style with both of those which is similar. Yeah. And I like that you swim, which is hilarious. <laughs> swimming through solid yeah, yeah, objects. Yeah. <laughs> I also like that if you pop up near people, they're like, mm-hmm. ah, yeah. <laughs> I like that you can pre-decide if you want to pop up though. You can be yeah. like, just kidding. Mm-hmm. I, I want to go back down. <laughs> So. Yeah, if you ascend like at the feet of a gliok, you can go like pass. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah, people are always shocked. Yeah, but I was constant. Yeah, I was constantly startling that poor Zora guard <laughs> because he was like right next to like the bridge above the shrine where you would ascend up to. <laughs> I just climbed the ladder like a pleb. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Should we talk about music? Sure. Sure. Okay. Mm-hmm. Listen. Um, <laughs> to music. I hope you have a section about how fucking amazing the Colgaro. Thank you. It's the best one. Hundred percent. Um, so, in terms of credits, it's um, Hajime Rokai is the direct the director again, and the composers are like Manaka Katoka returned. So they had worked on Breath of the Wild, and then we have a couple of new people: it's Masa Miyoshi, Masato Hashi, Mitsukasa Sui. Um, so you had some returning composers from last time, which I think is is cool because you get a lot of like reuse and riffs of some of the music from last time, which is great. But there's a lot of new music, and I think like in general, um, the similar like there's the style from Breath of the Wild is back, like piano and orchestral music mixed with synth in various parts. Um, but you have a lot of like there's more different, even broader like styles and genres than in Breath of the Wild. Um, and one of the things, so Kayla, you found that video, I'm including a link, um, that it was by Scruffy and it was called the main musical main characters in Breath of the Wild, which is really interesting if you're really into music. But one of Mm. the key differences I think between Breath of the Wild, or sorry, not in Breath of the Wild, in Tears of the Kingdom, one of the main differences between Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom is there's a even more substantial use of like woodwind and specifically saxophone. Is, was mm-hmm. which Scruffy pointed out as being one of the main characters. 
Um, so anyway, here are some samples of things that are uh, that have saxophone, substantial saxophone and woodwind, <laughs> such as the skydiving theme. So you can hear already there's substantial like flute. It's kind of nice like woodwind ensemble, which is pretty cool. But then there's still piano like runs along. Yeah. And then this Temple of Time also has saxophone, we think. I asked Mike for his opinion also. We think it's alto saxophone. <laughs> but someone can add me if I'm wrong. <laughs> Sounds like it to me as a very non <laughs> music person. Saxophone? Yes, saxophone. So anyway, substantial use of woodwind instruments and saxophone in specifically. Someone should do a remix with Careless Whisperer. <laughs> but yeah, and then so there's a lot more, there's a lot of other new instruments. One new one that I noticed is that Rauer gets harpsichord for some reason, <laughs> which is interesting. So this is Rauer's theme. That's what I think is harpsichord or some kind of affected mm -hmm. piano that sounds like that. But still like the same sort of like orchestral, their strings. Um, but yeah, so anyway, we got some new instruments that have been thrown into the mix that we had from Breath of the Wild. Um, I think a lot of the music also has, is more, there's a lot more eerie music than in Breath of the Wild. Um, the thing that we're about to listen to is the prologue, which is from the opening sequence. Mentally mm -hmm. prepare yourselves. <laughs> but the best part about the prologue is that it builds up over time. So it starts off really quiet. And it also has some of the, um, it has like one of the key, like other new things that was added from Breath of the Wild or compared to Breath of the Wild, which is that vocal, heavily affected like vocal um, sound where it sound, kind of sounds like chanting. But Kaylee, you remarked that it sounds like it's played backwards, but I think it's just like the way that the note it's like uh, has a long attack and then a short cutoff like a short yeah. decay mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so it like builds up to its peak you know volume and tone or whatever and then cuts off really fast um so anyway this is what it sounds like so this is the very beginning of the prologue where it's like super quiet then it gets a little louder and faster and they add more instruments And then it gets even louder and faster, and they add more instruments. <laughs> and then the piano, very similar to like the guardian. Guardian, yeah, is added at the end. But that like vocal effect is in a lot of different songs, mm -hmm. um, which I'll talk about later also because it's in all the um, all the boss music, which is cool. It took me a long time to find it, but it is mm -hmm. in all the boss music. Mm. <laughs> yeah, and then of course, like without we can't talk about 
it was Zelda eerie music without talking about the dust yeah. <laughs> music. <laughs> and we can't talk about the dust without talking about that dive to the dust, like the transition to the depths. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Which sounds like this. <laughs> Every single time my wife is in the other room going, what? What 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 was that? <laughs> what is that? What is that? It just went into the depths. What no problem. <laughs> I think that's also like an affected like brass noise. Yeah. So also there's more like mm -hmm. like kind of brass in multiple songs. There was some in the that prologue uh, music also, but that sound in particular mm -hmm. is horrifying. It's a very yeah. it's a very I've made a mistake. Mm -hmm. sound. Yeah. So <laughs> you're like I don't when I don't you first jumped down there. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess towards the middle, I ended up. Uh, warping between the depths and the um, surface a lot. So towards the like recently, I went down. I was like, "Oh my god, I f I don't remember this. What the fuck is happening? That's terrifying. <laughs> is, am I doing something wrong?" And I think the answer no, is no. Yeah, it's just uh, that's that happens every time. But like, I think I, I either missed <laughs> it or I forgot about it. You it blacked it out. Long. Yeah. <laughs> um, yep. 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 Yeah, but then the depths itself has this very light atmosphere. Well, not light, it's still creepy, but it's very, it's not a very, it has a very subtle background music. It still has affected brass, though, which is creepy. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's pretty wild. With <laughs> particles floating, that was just, yeah, it was mm -hmm. really good. It's definitely the perfect atmosphere. Mm -hmm. And it's, I think like the, it being super quiet, like having all those periods and like, like lulls where there's no background music makes it, it also kind of like puts you on edge. Like you can't, like this isn't like the kind of like gaps in um, like, where there's sound it's not like it's a consistent sound also so you'll be playing and then it'll be like warp warp and you're like ah you know like i don't know mm -hmm. kind of adds tension also in the yeah it keeps you from ever like really being comfortable though right? no nor should you be because it's fun <laughs> yeah <laughs> um switching to other things in terms of the new or like more continuing differences from breath of the wild we talked about the shrine visual aesthetics but there's also the shrine musical aesthetics that also contribute to being in the shrine and it has like similar shrines have similar music in that it's very like atmospheric it even has this sort of like similar like magitech kind of chimey vibe also um but it's slightly different and it sounds like this here's a sample so you can kind of hear like chime that's like got an echo real light strings
So there's also there's multiple variations of shrine music, but that's that's just one of them. There's also like fights in the shrine that have a bit more like they're a faster tempo and there's more going on and stuff too. But um, yeah. yeah, it sort of makes I don't know, it evokes like water dripping mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to me. I don't know if you noticed, but like a lot of the equipment, like the Zonai equipment and stuff, has this stuff that like drips off. It has this like light effect. It kind of looks mm-hmm. like sparks or like rain or whatever from from like your equipment if you have something like attached to your shield or whatever and it's on your back you can see it really easily um or you have like mm-hmm. a zonite like sword or something it there's this effect that's always happening around zonite stuff and it, it definitely is yeah. like that the, the, they there's a real it's a really cool aesthetic the shields and the swords mm-hmm. yeah 100%. Mm-hmm. um i think one thing that everybody <laughs> is familiar with is like the completion noise from the end of the shrine and the shrine specifically actually talked about how, um, so like the visual aesthetics reference, like classical Japanese, you know, like Zen architecture, the end of the shrine reminds me of classical Japanese, like, um, drama. So like no theater or kabuki theater. Mm-hmm. So this is the end of the mm-hmm. shrine of light. And then I have a sample from a no performance for you. And I have credits for the no performance in the, um, in the episode notes. This is what it sounds like in the shrine. So there's vocal interspersed with like a clicking mm-hmm. noise or clacking noise. And then this is a sample of like no performance where there's vocal interspersed with percussion. So it reminded me of that. <laughs> so I don't know if that's what they're going for, but it sounds like kind of a, a take on that mm-hmm. where there's like, there's vocal sound. Um, and it's also narrating about like your being purified and whatever and like um it's also kind of like similar to some of the like i guess no has like more like religious and kind of esoteric themes and so it's kind of similar to that too which is interesting now to think about it but yeah now we're cultured now we've listened to no (laughs) (laughs) but basically like the same like style of singing and then interspersed with like percussion specific percussion noise which is very interesting Mm mm-hmm and I thought that was cool. I think it ties into the whole aesthetic of the shrine and like, like they're, like I said, they're all musically and visually tied together in their aesthetic, which is really cool. Yeah. I mean, Breath of the Wild had its uniqueness with mm. that kind of, I don't even know, I, I, you described it in a good way in your podcast of the, that robotic, sli- you know, sound, but I prefer, mm-hmm. I prefer this sound, honestly. Mm-hmm. Me too. I mean, I think they're both good. I really liked the, that sort of like Sheikah Magitech aesthetic. It's reused a couple of places in this game, like in the ancient tech lab and stuff like that. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. But I think this is a good evolution. I really enjoy this. Okay. We talked about the temples um, and how they're different. Um, so they do all have like nice, cool, different music, which I have samples to play for you. Kayla, you're right that Kogera has the best theme. <laughs> I agree with you 100%. But the interesting thing is that even though they're very different and I tried to figure out, like I listened to them for a long time. I was like, is there any part of them that's the same? 
there's one thing that's definitely repeated in all of them, which is that vocal sound. And it could be at the beginning of the song, could be in the middle of the song, could be in different places. It's different rhythms, but it is in all of them. And so I have picked, and all of these, like the bosses have different, they have multiple phases of music along with their fights. So it could be from a different phase or whatever. Mm. Um, mm. So I've picked out a bunch of pieces that have this one, uh, pieces of their songs, but they have really long songs is what I'm trying to say. And there's like, they have like mm -hmm. multiple songs as well, but for the sake of talking about, not talking about music forever and ever, I have mm -hmm. samples. So here's Kogera. So you can hear that like ha 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 it back in the background. Mm -hmm. That's like that affected vocal which is there. And then I think the best part of Kogera's this is a side bonus is that like those runs up and down the scale mm -hmm. where it goes like. Do -do 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 -do. It makes you feel like you're song. cold and you're way up in the air. That's yes, <laughs> I loved it. That's the one I've like listened to the most. That's the one I've like like most kind of dissected on my own. But it's got like aspects of the Mulgara mm -hmm. fight from Wind Waker mm -hmm. and like the big sweeping like. Or choral orchestral part, which is like the Rito Village theme, which is the mm, Dragon Roost yeah, theme, yeah, yeah. and like, and then it's got like the some of the skydiving theme built into it, which <laughs> makes sense since you're supposed to be like diving through the parts mm -hmm. of his body. It's just so good. There's like a lot. All of them have like multiple layers of stuff. Mm -hmm. It's good that you picked all those things out because like I definitely mm -hmm. I don't know like I just I was income trying to compare all. Yeah, of it's like, like I'm sure the happening. other like yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like I'm sure the other ones have just as much to it. But like sure. that one was so good. That I listened to it so much. It's really I was like, good. Oh man, it's got this part. It's got that. <laughs> it's really really good. Here's the Mukta Rock mm -hmm. battle, which is also really funny. I really enjoyed this music. Mm -hmm. It has some really good like effects. But here's uh, this part sample also has uh, the voice in it somewhere. <laughs> We'll <laughs> but it's like, yes, yeah, so you can hear that mm -hmm. and then it also has that mew, like, um, Kind of electric guitar noise in it in that transition between mm. those that's like this is like from one part that's transitioning to another part of the of the the piece so mm -hmm. but there you can hear the um it has that like clock ticking noise also which is really funny yeah. and cool and it has i think like probably like oboe or something that's making that main no or something that sounds like an oboe that's making that main noise uh here's marble goma <laughs> So you can hear it like um, in the background. I think pretty sure this one is also one of the ones that's right at the beginning. And so is Queen Gibdo, mm -hmm. which is this one. Mm -hmm. 
sitar in it or something. Queen Dibdo has great. Mm-hmm. All the music of the Queen Dibdo fight okay. is good. Um, the temples also all have really interesting music. Um, and they're all different. So I also have samples here. Because remember we talked about like the divine beasts and how they're like kind of like meh as a temple. Like they're good. But they have, they're all very similar. Um, the music is very similar. The aesthetic is very similar. And then the the Blight Ganons, their music is all like, it's the same the same song, but it's just, uh, like, re, uh, has, like, a different composition with different instruments. These also, temples also have very different music. So, like, here's the Wind Temple, which is great, also. And also spooky. Mm-hmm. I think that the the Wind Temple's, like, musical aesthetic is, like, you know, like, a sea shanty is kind of in that, like, mode where Mm -hmm. it it has that vibe. It's very... I don't know. I enjoyed that a lot as, like, one of the first, um... The first places that I went to. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, here's the Water Temple. Gives me ancient cistern vibes from Skyward Sword. Mm. And also it has like that harp, which everybody knows means water, apparently. <laughs> and, yeah. <laughs> and like also similar to like the Zora's domain in general with the harp and everything too. Yeah. Um, the Fire Temple music, I got two pieces of it. Because again, like as you get more key, as you get open more of the things or like get more of the keys or unlock more of the temple, the music also changes and becomes, it intensifies. So the very beginning when you walk in the fire temple, it sounds like this. Long-time listeners and players may be familiar Mm -hmm. with the fire temple from Ocarina of Mm -hmm. Time. (laughs) Mm -hmm. This creepy chant. Less controversial, Mm -hmm. though, I guess, this time. Yeah. And And then one of my favorite pieces of music, which I talked about earlier, is this... Uh, from the fire temple after you get a couple of the keys or a couple of the gongs that you ring or whatever and it sounds like this and it has a great bass line and even while i was listening to it while i was playing i was like this is dope this is great this is what it sounds like it has a great jazz bass line still with the horrifying screaming in the background but this one it's very fun i really like that kind of like whining guitar noise in the background i know everything about it is great (laughs) the fire temple has great music it might be kind of like a minute like it's like okay as a temple where you have like the rails and whatever but the music is fantastic i'll say (laughs) um 
And then we got the Lightning Temple, which also sounds horrifying, I think. Spooky. I think it's funny that you you like kind of mistake it for like the spirit temple it definitely has that vibe um mm. also uh speaking of spirit temple here's the spirit temple from tears of kingdom The spirit temple is interesting it also has this kind of like i don't know that like beep boopy kind of like industrial sounding um like aesthetic and it's also mixed with mm -hmm. multiple like acoustic instruments which is pretty cool it still feels dark and tense mm -hmm. even there was that part <laughs> that little part in there that was like more upbeat <laughs> and then it comes right back down to some very tense piano music we didn't talk about Master Kogo, but he's back, and his music got an upgrade—a <laughs> really great upgrade. This first piece is his music from Breath of the Wild, which is great, but it gets even better. And here's his music from Tears of the Kingdom. <laughs> so he got the electric guitar upgrade in his yeah. in his music, which is really great. Yeah, I didn't even mention him as a boss fight because he's not really challenging, but they're really fun. They're really fun. <laughs> they're really funny. Like mm -hmm. you have to fight him on all the equipment, which is is nice too because it kind of brings your like because you're like oh, i make all these zonai devices to like fly koroks around and whatever like i wonder to myself is it really useful and then you can just fight with <laughs> with the with mm -hmm. him on like his own mech and like mm -hmm. his own like car and stuff and you're like i don't know yeah. it's just really funny yeah and his are like way over the top yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah stuff like <laughs> but then it's like it's still like you just like shoot him and then he hops off it's yeah. like it's like it's like so over the top that it's like it doesn't even work for him you know it's really funny and they're like the plot is like that he's they're trying to the plots are trying to collect all the like crystallized things or whatever to uh re revive the demon king but they're like down in the depths trying to get access to the technology and stuff and then it's like they're still so easy to beat it's really funny mm -hmm. <laughs> link's house finally got an upgrade this mm -hmm. which is uh if, everyone will be familiar with the song that goes 
It's been in like almost every game since probably Ocarina of Time. The inside a house theme. Inside a house, yeah. And it started off as inside Link's house, but it's it's inside a house. So Link's house, if you build the house in Terrytown, you get to hear a new version of Link's house, the song from Link's house, and it sounds like this. cute <laughs> i don't know i like it by the way i built my house with the stable opening to the inside oh. and put my then put my giant ganondorf horse in there so he just has like free access to all my stuff when I swim, I'm gone. <laughs> you're like yeah it's chill bro you can come lay down on the couch or whatever yeah. <laughs> so i don't know i just listened to that and i was like oh it's it's just the house music normally it's kind of like the same it gets like it gets like re-recorded, but it's mm -hmm. like almost the same arrangement every time. This yeah. one got a little slower one. It's a little more chill. Like I don't know. I just thought it was fun. Are you ready to hear Gloom Hands? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Let's do it. Let's let's no. cry. Let's all cry together. <laughs> I mean, when you listen to it in isolation, it's also really interesting. Kind of like the Guardian music when they're not actively trying to attack you. It's not as bad, but it's definitely creepy. So. Mm -hmm. um it has some interesting things that i'm going to point out before we listen to it which is it has the noise from the like falling into the depths it has that like vocal music that's been carried through um and then it has kind of reminds me of some of the like blight ganon fights from breath of the wild anyway let's listen to it brace yourselves <laughs> that part specifically. <laughs> so we just heard the like falling to the depths noise in the background and then right okay. before was the like kind of that like uh, woodwind noise or whatever that reminded me of like the Blight Ganon fights from mm -hmm. uh, Breath of the Wild. That is so intense for what is ostensibly a normal enemy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think they're a normal enemy. Yeah, <laughs> they don't have they don't have a boss fight uh, health bar. That's true. That's true. They don't have a health bar. They're just horrifying. <laughs> when you get Phantom Ganon, though, yeah. he, I guess he doesn't have a health bar either. Mm, does he not? He pops out, Each, I don't know. I, Each I don't little know. hand has that's a health that's bar. That's how we but overall. No. Uh, yeah. yeah. But they should get a mini boss. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't get like the mini boss treatment, like the high noxes and mm. stuff. No, it's just like what's this horrifying enemy popping out of the ground? Yeah. Why is it suddenly uh, Blood Moon time? I was going to say last but not least, but I have some other things I want to talk about. But most important, very important, we have Ganon's music. Ganon also gets um, a facelift, but he also gets, like, you know, his same theme and, like, the Hyrule Castle theme. Um, and then all the other horrible things that we already talked about and all the scary music um, mm -hmm. also gets that. And his theme is back, blah, blah, blah. Like, oh, the I was, when we started playing this game, I already mentioned the Blight Ganon music. Um because it's like, or kind of feel like it's referenced in the Gloomhands music, but I was surprised by how little of the like boss music they kind of kept from Breath of the Wild. I mean, not like the like the overworld bosses, yes, like the, mm -hmm. um, you know, like Stalinox or Hinox or like um, Talus, the rock things. Yeah, Talus. Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. Like they kind of kept all those the same. Maybe they got a little new treatment or whatever. 
But in terms of like the blight ganons and that kind of stuff, I didn't. There wasn't a lot, but I heard substantial blight ganon music in Ganon's uh, fight music, which sounds like this. This is a sample from Phase Two of the fight. Um, mentally prepare yourselves <laughs> again. <laughs> There's Ganon's theme. Oh yeah, and the Tears of the Kingdom theme is worked into it, I forgot to mention that. Yeah, it just, especially and when the strings hit even harder toward the end of it, or like start getting more frantic, it just, it's just, it's brilliant. <laughs> Loved it. I know. This, I think this part is a part, oops, I think this part is the part with the um, Blight Ganon music. So it goes like all the way through the Blight Ganon part. I was like, oh, it's, it's, that's cool. Like, I don't know. I mean, I was like both horrified mm -hmm. and also excited that it was, <laughs> but yeah, all the Ganon music was really great. Uh, yeah. The, 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 when you're brawling with the sages, like against each wave, mm -hmm. when that, when the strings were hitting on that piece, I turned to my wife and I said, this is the most fun I've had since Red Dead Redemption 2 in terms of like <laughs> a chaotic battle and just sheer exhilaration. Um, because yeah. like you do, you do like the good bombastic music with it. It just kind of makes it hit even harder for for me. So like, yeah, that and then this part when you're dueling him, it's just it's fantastic. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then there's also the part where he becomes a dragon. Um, no big mm -hmm. deal. This <laughs> is the regular dragon music just to refresh everyone's memory, mm -hmm. which is also rad. Yeah, I noticed that. Yeah. Yeah. So this is the regular dragon music. It's the same as Breath of the Wild, I think. in that like bell maybe because that sounds like the one from the temple of time but but yeah it has mm -hmm. this interest instrument leading which i think is a kokyu which is a japanese instrument that it looks like a shamisen but you bow it uh mm. there's another like chinese instrument that sounds similar these are like um like classical asian instruments but pretty sure that's what it is or that's what it's meant to sound like if it's a sample um, and anyway, here's the dragon. This is the dragon part. Um, Zelda's lullaby is embedded in this part of the fight. We talked about how affecting Zelda's lullaby was in the castle music. 
in Breath of the Wild. <laughs> but this is where they bring back Zelda's lullaby, start to bring back Zelda's lullaby during the fight sequence. It's the dragon music. more the Tears of the Kingdom theme and the saxophone. I just played this earlier and now I want to play it again. <laughs> you, good news, you can. <laughs> You'll have to put an extra like 50 hours or whatever to get back to the, go back all the way back. I guess you can probably trigger the fight again if you want, I don't know. I'm not sure. Yeah, I feel like it probably loads you up before the fight, so probably back to your file. Probably. Yeah. I also really like the kind of like I don't know, like triumphant version of Zelda's lullaby that plays while you're diving for her. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wait, why didn't I have that? Hold on, wait. (laughs) It's called called Last Fall or Final Fall. That one has been stuck in my head for like weeks because it's such a soaring piece of music, and it's the last bit. It just, I, I don't know. Like, obviously, at the end of this, I'll explain myself more, but, like, that kind of did it for me in terms of, that's it. Gavel's down. I love this game. <laughs> it's the best. Hold on, I tried to find it, because I thought mm-hmm. I had it. Mm-mm-mm, sky view, sky islands. Oh. Yeah. Final dive. is not fair to my emotions. <laughs> my takeaway from this whole um, this whole game is that Zelda's Lullaby goes with every song. Basically. Yeah. <laughs> There's one more thing that I wanted to talk about in terms of music, which is... I know, now we've already done all the heaviest hits, I feel like. But <laughs> there is one thing that I noticed. We talked a lot about how there's like a lot of variance in music in Breath of the Wild. There's like daytime and nighttime music, and then sometimes for other different reasons. I think that Tears of the Kingdom expanded on this a lot. One of my favorite ones is actually there's uh, music in Lookout Landing, which is great by itself. But also there's a variant after when you're supposed to go fight Ganon at the castle when they're like we saw Zelda at the castle you have to go look for her or whatever the music is substantially different let us listen to it here's the normal one it's real charming and fun I love it Okay, here's what it sounds like when, when you're supposed to go fight Zelda again and Esmeralda, as you call her, <laughs> then <laughs> at the castle. I don't think they could make it sound sad, <laughs> but yet... 
so when you go to look at landing during this time and you like talk to people they're all like staring all the npcs are staring at the castle mm-hmm. and whatever but yeah it plays this sort of like freaky version of lookout landing music at the same time which is um pretty cool there's another variant of lookout landing also that's just like the one that i remember hearing most but there's there's multiple variants of that regular music when there's no freaky zelda also <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then one of my other favorite awful ones is the, the Rito Village when it's frozen. So mm-hmm. this is what the regular Rito Village sounds like. Sounds lovely, frankly. familiar. This is the frozen Rito village. It's basically a horror movie. Yeah. Stumping like mm-hmm. in a horror movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, it's horrifying, is what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that one really struck me when yeah. I, first I know. got to the. When you get there, you're like, what is happening? Everything is so wrong. Like, it's so wrong. And I think that music plays a really big part in that, for Mm -hmm. sure. Mm -hmm. We hit on everything I love, but there's one more that I'll just throw out there, which is the Stable Trotter Serenade. It's when you unlock all the great fairies (laughs) and you you unlock the troop and they're all together again. They do this, like, quick, like, 45-second thing with, like, flutes and everything. It's just very sweet and, like, sounds like Lord of the Ringsy. It's just like, like you're in the Shire. There was one other really important piece of music that I forgot to talk about, um, which is Hestu's. Um, oh, yes. Dance. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hestu got a, a lift also. You just saved my life. Okay. <laughs> Maya was going to kill me if I didn't bring a Hestu. Yeah. His backup dancers and his extra mm-hmm. confetti. Like I know he had confetti mm-hmm. before, but I definitely feel like <laughs> I feel like the additions are all wonderful. <laughs> um, every time I see it, 
I can just all I think about is Hestu being his own thing and the Koroks being a part of it. <laughs> <laughs> a David Pumpkins reference. I oh, I yeah. love it. Yeah. I don't know. They just they just come out and like I'm Hestu, I man. I love it. <laughs> anyway, those are all the music things that I wanted to talk about and how fantastic everything was. It's a fantastic game. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic music. It's got the aesthetics are great. It improved on everything that I liked in Breath of the Wild and took away all the things I didn't like from Breath of the Wild. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about the just briefly the um the little songs that Link hums. Oh, yeah, oh yeah, my yeah, god! Yeah. I also didn't. Oh, why didn't I look for clips? Because <laughs> uh, in Breath of the Wild, he just had one cute little humming song that he did while cooking. But in this one, he hums like little versions of a bunch of past Zelda themes. Mm-hmm. They're fantastic. Like he'll do like uh, like he'll do like Saria song and Pona song, and he'll do the. The Ballad of the Windfish, yeah, Awakening, and like there's, yeah, there's a whole bunch of them. Yeah, I like it. His own theme. <laughs> yeah, he goes. <laughs> there's so much polish. Like, yeah, the soundtrack I think is going to no. stand up there with the best of this, like Zelda mm-hmm. that I've heard. Anyway, I know you guys have heard a million of them <laughs> at this point, but to me, there's a lot that's just gonna I'm gonna remember for a long time. I think it's definitely up there. I really like the music in Breath of the Wild, but it definitely has a different vibe, which is that it's really very much background music, and I really appreciated how they expanded on, like, the boss music. Mm-hmm. Like, it's substantially different in this game, and there are themes that are carried through all of them, but, like, like the boss and the temple music is really different. Um, I don't know. I just feel like it's definitely elevated, for sure. Mm-hmm. Although they both have good uses of Zelda's lullaby. That's also important. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, it's like I mean they were definitely going for different vibes between the two games. Yeah, so. yep. I think they accomplished that. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, there's just so much more music. Like I don't know if there's like more as far as like a, a soundtrack, but just like more different places that have different music. Yeah, like in this in this game, it makes mm-hmm. a lot of the moments hit hit harder to me. And mm-hmm. just, it's like a combined package of what's happening in front of you, plus the music, plus, you know, just pop, like all around awesome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just a great game. It's probably, yeah. I mean, I guess we could talk talk about, unless you have other other things to add. Um, I, I do have uh, a couple final yeah. thoughts. Um, okay. One, uh, I, I didn't have a chance to mention this earlier, but like... Um, I think Ben mentioned something about how the game, like the music especially, seems a lot darker and like mm-hmm. uh, has a more creepy tone to it, um, which I find is, I, I agree, but I find it interesting because like, um, I feel like Breath of the Wild was a lot more lonely and creepy in that way. Um, that like, I feel like it, it fit with that, um, Again, just with more with the world of like it was very broken and lonely, whereas Tears of the Kingdom has its own problems. It's on the road to recovery, um, and like there's definitely some issues there, but like it definitely has, I feel like, a more lighter atmosphere um, in in some ways, um, at least on the surface. I guess if you consider the the chasms and all that. Um, and I, th- I think the overall story is definitely darker, but I think the atmosphere as you're around the world feels a bit more light. Um, mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I think Breath of the Wild was like more bleak. Yes, yeah. yeah. But but Tears of the Kingdom has darker moments. That's yeah. that. Yeah, that. that I, I think because Tears yeah. starts off with the threat being so much more immediate, it's kind of like, hey, Zelda and the Calamity again are off fighting, and that's rough. And that's been rough. I've been doing it for a hundred years. Yeah, yeah wake yeah, up yeah. already. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one is just like Gandorf's just in your face, and it's like, oh yeah. shit, and that's hanging over the whole and thing. And then a friend of mine. Um, had this analysis and I'm going to butcher it because I don't remember it all that well, but he felt that like, um, breath of the wild was a great, um, like allegory for like depression and like how, you know, you've been asleep for a hundred years and now you have to get up and like, it's lonely and you know, there's a lot for you to do. And then like tears of the kingdom has you like on the road to recovery. Like you're not, um, you, you still have some problems in dealing with uh, that, um, you know, re- recovering and all of that. But it's just, I don't know, some, something along those lines. I don't remember exactly what he said. Um, but I liked it and thought I'd mention it here. I hadn't thought about that before Breath of the Wild. That's actually a pretty um, cool point. Yeah. Because it's true. Yeah. 100 years later. Yeah. And yeah, you are a lot more isolated in that game. You have people with you, and you have lookout landing. Like it's at least yeah. more of a, a party dealing with the problems. And I mean, you you have your sages with you in spirit at least, you know, the entire time. And like, so yeah, I, I definitely feel, um, yeah, just it, it is in a lot of ways less lonely, um, more connected. I think I think that was here that we were talking about how the the themes seem to be more about the connections you build with other people. Uh, Right? I'm not making that up. Someone said that here today. <laughs> yeah, yes. <laughs> You're not making it up. <laughs> okay. Well, because I, I was talking about the game with some other friends yesterday, so I wasn't sure if if, <laughs> if I'm thinking of that. Um, yeah. Oh, look at this guy with his other friends. I know, right? Showing off. <laughs> It's like, you're not allowed to have other friends. Yeah, what the hell? <laughs> you don't only talk to us? Who do you think you are? <laughs> We're get reported for hazing. <laughs> <laughs> I think overall it's just such a good game though yeah mm-hmm. i think in terms of like darkness it does feel like the majora's mask to ocarina of time a little bit where it's like kind of the it's the majora's mask to like ocarina of time's breath of the wild mm-hmm. you know what i mean mm-hmm. where it's like similar vibes similar similar environment and, and mechanics but like much darker vibes for sure mm-hmm. <laughs> but they did add new mechanics but they also added mechanics with majora's mask, yeah yeah, so. yeah yeah i mean yeah yeah not quite as horrifying. <laughs> it doesn't mask. still doesn't make me ask existential questions. And like at the end of this one, yeah. you get to, you still get to catch Zelda and like have that everything come full circle. I feel like at the end of Majora's Mask, it's like what the fuck? Like mm-hmm. What, mm-hmm. what did mm-hmm. I just do? What just happened? If they put Ganondorf's yeah. face on the Blood Moon, <laughs> and it's slowly coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like Majora's Mask. You're like, you're like, oh, good, everybody's happy. Oh, the except Deku for the Deku Butler, Butler. <laughs> burning his son, and oh, those people are still dead. And mm-hmm. Link's still kind of wandering through the <laughs> yeah. world. A, Don't ask questions. <laughs> Post heroic existential haze. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone thinks that you're the people. Ben, you should really play Majora's Mask. You would enjoy. Yeah, I... how fucked up it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that and Wind Waker. I think when I get to games, it'll be those two. Um, I don't know which order, but yeah, because yeah. of its Ocarina of Time. Those yeah, yeah. I think Wind Waker has a lot of influence on Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom too. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, I agree. Yeah, and 
I'm in a weird spot compared to you guys where I had a, I play, I, I beat this a month ago. Like I, yeah, I found out about Zelda mm -hmm. being a dragon in mine. I just like got like hell bent. Like I had to you know we're going to save her. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like I knew, knew you would, but it's like how, even, even when you found out how it's like, I, there's going to be some bullshit way. Oh, recall. And Oh wow. That's actually a pretty cool way to, all right, cool. Um, but you know, like I usually get swept up in the motions with, games and like media so i've had a month to think about it and i know we'll get to rankings but it's like yeah i my opinion really hasn't changed since then um even after it all sinking in and having time to think like was i over was it just hyperbole on that no not really <laughs> so no it's a good game yes <laughs> mm -hmm. should we talk about our ranking those of us who rank sure <laughs> it's a top for me whatever i'll yeah. say it <laughs> say it first um <laughs> Actually, I need to find out what my previous ranking was. Yeah, I think we should read off our full rankings. This is oh, yeah, this is the last mainline. Uh, last game. Okay. Mine is Tears of the Kingdom, Breath of the Wild, Wind Waker, Twilight Princess, Majora's Mask, Ocarina of Time, Skyward Sword, Phantom Hourglass, Link's Awakening, Link Between Worlds, Minish Cap, uh, what is ST? Spear tracks. Spear tracks. Mine all have abbreviations. Uh, Oracles, Link to the Past, Zelda 1, and Zelda 2. Fuck Zelda 2. <laughs> I'm sure it hurts people to hear it. Kayla, would you like to read yours? Yep. So mine is Tears of the Kingdom, Wind Waker, Breath of the Wild, Majora's Mask, Twilight Princess, Ocarina of Time, Skyward Sword, Link's Awakening, Link Between Worlds, Phantom Hourglass, Minish Cap, Spirit Tracks, The Oracle Games, Link to the Past, Zelda 1, and Zelda 2. Um, I'm going to go ahead and make an edit to mine um, okay. from what I had previously. Read what you want. And I'll yeah. change it. So, can change, we can rewrite history yeah. here. It's fine. Um, I think <laughs> I, I previously so had Breath of the Wild the above Majora's yeah. Mask, uh -huh. but now that I can change put Tears mind. of the Kingdom above uh, in number one, Easily. Okay. I I think I want Majora's Mask as number two. Okay, this is acceptable. Twilight mm -hmm. Princess. Uh, Ocarina of Time. Wind Waker. A Link Between Worlds. Minish Cap. Skyward Sword. Phantom Hourglass. Oracle of Seasons and Ages. Link's Awakening. Spirit Tracks. Legend of Zelda. A Link to the Past. And Zelda wow. 2. Yeah, I did kind of the same thing with... Um... Yeah. Like playing playing Tears of the Kingdom, let me put Wind Waker above Breath of the Wild. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, in like the same way you're moving Majora's Mask. Yeah, guess um, I'll go in reverse order because I don't have that many that I've played all the way through because I've only played a lot of the 3D <laughs> ones. So um, number five is Skyward Sword. Number four is Twilight Princess. Three is Breath of the Wild because I I don't I'm, I I think I was on the fence about that between Ocarina, but I definitely moved it down now. Ocarina mm -hmm. was the you know the one that got me into Zelda. I cherished that for so long. When you're mm -hmm. diving towards Zelda and and the Zelda's lullaby hits, it was just like I, I can't, I can't, like I just to, to make that final moment playable after everything, like to make me care right. so much about this Zelda and Link to the point where if they move on to a new, like when they moved on to Twilight Princess, I was like, okay, I wanted this, I want this new aesthetic, darker aesthetic, whatever. Or, or even with Wind Waker, they moved on, right? Now I'm just like, please don't move on. Figure out something. Mm -hmm. Like I don't want to. I don't want to let this go. Bring them back. Bring them yeah. back. <laughs> Bring make another Zelda for Switch. We can do it, right? Right? 
Yeah. Just selling gajillions of copies. There's no way that oh, it wouldn't yeah. be like. Probably all the developers are like, I want to rest. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to yeah. rest. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so tired. It's, it's been 10 years. Well, they're not even done, right? They're like patching it too. So it's yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Plus, I, who knows if they're working on DLC or not? That's a good point. Almost sure. certainly. <laughs> so I had a month to think about it. It's just, it, it is what it is. It's number one. And it's definitely uh, a good game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 100%. I've said 100% like 16 game. times. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> learn new vocabulary though. no doubt <laughs> yeah that's like I mean, breath of the wild is a singular phenomenal game and yes. in my opinion tears of the kingdom improves on it and like breath of the wild walks so yep. tears could run <laughs> yeah it's like i mean tears of the kingdom wouldn't be this good if we oh didn't absolutely have breath of the absolutely. wild but like, well, none of them but, would be yeah. good if we didn't have ocarina of time you know like whatever mm-hmm but yeah, Breath of the Wild gave a solid foundation that they, you know, they're able to like improve upon and take the yeah. things that were tra- mm-hmm. like maybe not so great about Breath of the Wild and mm-hmm. bring back the things that people really love about other Zelda games, yeah. like the theming, area theming, and stuff like that. With all mm-hmm. the mechanics, similar mechanics to Breath of the Wild, but still different. Like you have new the none of the powers are like the same. You can grab stuff with the with mm-hmm. the Ultra Hand or whatever, but like. Most of the other powers are completely different yeah. from Breath of the Wild. Mm-hmm. And it is a very interesting game because of that. Mm-hmm. And the story is great. Yeah. There there was probably ten things I would have asked for from Breath of the Wild. And they weren't even necessarily criticisms. I was like, you, you can can we do this or that? They gave me like nine of them and then like five things I didn't even know I needed. Like it just mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> I didn't know I needed gloom hands. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, my only criticism of Tears of the Kingdom is they didn't bring back Cass. I know. What oh, the hell? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> bring him well, back in DLC. <laughs> Pen is fine. But but Cass had, like, his the accordion. He sang mm-hmm. his little songs. Pen is just like... He's so pretty. I know. And Pen is just like, oh, hey, I've heard some rumors. You should go here or go there. And it's like, he's funny, but he's mm-hmm. no Cass. So, Yeah. He's endearing, but he's not as like striking a character as Cass yeah, is in various ways. Indeed. Um, <laughs> my biggest criticism, or is the sage powers, how difficult they are to use when you're in the middle of something. Um, mm. And I think, like, I, I want to know how much. How much did you guys actually use your horse and whistle for them? Oh, literally never. Right. I got like, a horse. Yeah, but then I got a mech. So why do I need a horse? Well, but that was really late in the game. But even then, like, <laughs> I, I'd get my horse. I'd be like, cool, let's go. And then immediately I'd be like, oh, I need to go over here. My horse can't join me. And then my horse is gone forever until I'm at the next stable and decide to grab my horse. Or sometimes I won't because I'm like, I'm not I'm not going to be using you. You can't come with me. I use them a lot in the early game. Once you um, yeah. But then, like, once you unlock enough, like, shrines, shrines especially in the mm-hmm. sky, where you can, like, glide yeah. to wherever you want. So I would have, I would have but... liked either um, some uh, context inputs for the abilities. Like, like when you're in the air, you just press A, and Tulin just does it for you. When you have your bow drawn, they could have done... You could have pressed the down, down key, and then, bam, you've got um, Riju doing her thing. Yeah. Um, maybe you hold B and press down and side on powers you up. And then I don't know how to maybe shield and um down or something. Uh on the mm-hmm. stick could have been you know bow. And then not, if you're not doing anything else, you whistle. Like I feel like something like that would have just 
made it so much easier to use those. Because mm. um, like if you're in the overworld and you're like, oh, there's a rock I want to shoot, so I, it blows up or something like that. Um, that's easy. But like in the middle of a combat, you're chasing down your friends who are attacking someone because you're hoping to use their power and everything. And then like, I don't know. Yeah, controlling um, during during combat, especially if you have to fight, like you're say you're in the Ganon fight or something, mm-hmm. you can't really control them at all. They're kind of like autopilot. They automatically yeah. help you. Mm-hmm. But like, I know I was talking to Mike because he was like, "How do your guys do things? Mine never do things." And I was like, "I mean, I use them. Like, I run over to them, or like, mm-hmm. they're just good." He was like, "Your your avatars like are always fighting. Mine never do. So like, I don't know." whatever that was just his experience playing yeah. he was like they never do anything for me and i'm like my tulin shoots people all the time i don't know what you're oh yeah about, so. oh yeah he's great yeah. you know and like sidon that'd be stabbing people all the time or whatever like mm-hmm. reju's good too yeah i never really had a desire to use most of their powers in combat so that never really bothered me yeah, like most of their powers were for like you know like flying around or yeah. you know breaking rocks or something so mm-hmm. but yeah it seems like like, I really only kept tooling out all the time. Yeah. Mm. And then I'd, like, if it was, like, a tough fight, I might pop them out just so they could fight things. But uh, for the most part, I, it's, like, I had tooling out all the time. And then sometimes I had Unobo out for mining and stuff. But, yeah, I got Minero so close to the to the ending, so I didn't really use her much because yeah. I was trying to get to the ending quickly. So, like, I got her and then, like, w- immediately went to fight Ganon. So. <laughs> She's a little slow, but, you know. <laughs> um. One thing, one criticism that I have about PlayStation games or whatever, as a person who's horrible at video games, is like I don't like when mm-hmm. I have to like memorize fifty combination button combinations. Yeah. For things. So I could see that testing them testing that kind of mechanic and then being like, no, or you just go run over and press A or whatever. Like maybe... I would have been fine if they kept both, mm-hmm. so you could do it either yeah, way. Yeah, if you could shortcut it, that would be cool. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I definitely like. I don't know. At least for me, I'm not the kind of player that like wants to have to every time I would play like assassin's creed or something i have to like do the fucking tutorial again because it's like press like up and b to climb a ladder and you're like i could just walk into it or whatever like i yeah. don't know mm-hmm. but i think it's just me um and, like i mean if you think about what they did in breath of the wild with um Urbosa's fury you held b with mm-hmm. uh revolver's gale you held no x well, i don't know you, you held the sword button and you held the jump button yeah so like something like yeah. that would have been fine too but like you know, I just... I yeah, just, it's because their powers were, like, either automated mm-hmm. or they were, like, extensions of a thing you already yeah. did rather than being kind of a separate power. Because, like, like, it's, like, like Daruk's protection is just, like, a better shield mm-hmm. and stuff, so um, just use the shield button. Yeah. yeah. I do like that they automated, like, some of the ones that, like, were most likely to be needed in certain contexts. Like, like you can use tool and automatically when you're flying yeah. and like um you know those like poised to go whenever you're on a vehicle yes yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. the first time that happened i didn't like know that was a thing because i like went to do something else before doing the like oh, temple, the sh- the temple. Mm-hmm. and so i had like you with me and so i was like what is he doing mm-hmm. <laughs> did i'm like did i mess something up <laughs> we have any other final thoughts i don't i'm just so happy it's I- great I'm so yeah, happy I was able to talk yeah. to people about it. <laughs> yeah, now we can all talk. <laughs> well, I'm glad. This was a fun game. All of these games were fun, except yeah. for Zelda 2. Yeah. <laughs> that was not fun. Yeah, it's like I'm looking at my ranking right now, and I'm, it's like I would go back to replay everything except for Zelda 2. <laughs> like, like... Well, kudos to you guys for 
marathoning through all that over the past couple of years. It's pretty impressive. <laughs> we did it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think technically for our next episode, we're playing like two or three games, and then technically for the one after, we're playing like a lot. I forget how many there. Oh, I, I can. Yeah. Pull up well, I don't think we're intending to. No, we can't complete any of those. We're just sampling. You don't want to finish every every uh, tingle game. <laughs> <laughs> I think it might not be good for your sanity to finish every single game. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair. I didn't pick a sign-off quote this time. Whatever. It's, you know, uh, uh, make a wish on the Triforce or whatever. Whatever I don't like. Me. They didn't even do that in this game. There's no. There's not even the Triforce, I yeah. guess. It's just all... Yeah, the Triforce isn't really a... I mean, it's aesthetically a thing. They still have it yeah. in like, the mm-hmm. coat of arms, but it's not really a plot point in Breath of the Wild or Tears of the Kingdom. Yeah. No, I didn't think about that until just now, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, sometimes sometimes it isn't. <laughs> sometimes it isn't. Yeah, <laughs> sometimes it is. <laughs> yeah, um, it's why there's a lot of things that like you consider like core aspects of Zelda, and then you like go through, and it's only in like half the games, mm-hmm. like things like the Master Sword and yeah. the Triforce and stuff. But they keep bringing back Fi's noise sound effect mm-hmm. in the Master mm-hmm. Sword in these games, which I like. Yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah. yeah, ever since Skyward Sword. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so yeah, next time, next episode comes out September 1st when we talk about multiplayer games, like I said. Remember to send your questions for our finale episode on October 25th, and, or 20th, October 20th, not 25th. <laughs> and okay. thanks for listening, and yeah. we'll see you next time. Cool, cool. Bye-bye. Bye. Oh, bye, Ben. Thanks for joining us. Yes, thank you. <laughs> yep. All right, it was good bye. talking to you. Okay, bye. <laughs> bye.